Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The world's Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. More football is great. I don't care. It's not that. more football. It's bad football. All right. We must say that uh, Nate Hackett got fired <laughs> along with Nate. him. He's Nate now. I did the same thing. We were thing. killing him yesterday. We killed him. The last one, he throws into double coverage. Like, what are, what you, are you thinking? Idiot. Well, well, you see, Paul, he probably wasn't thinking clearly. His brain hit his skull. Gino's piece had to do with a dream I had. We'll, we'll get into that someday. <laughs> oh. About cheesesteaks? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's about Gino's oh, Dreaming piece. about Gino's piece. Yeah. Unit, yeah. member, Johnson. Gino, uh, Gino Capaletti. A lot of coaches will teach the players to actually high-five. and Not like that. <laughs> Hi- Yay. But the point of we're the high- We're doing it. We're running mesh, guys. The point of the high-five. <laughs> I like sticks. <laughs> this like is a guy we're thinking about, Mac. You know, why don't you guys talk to, you know, let me know what you think or whatever. You I know, don't so like him. Nope. Nope. Do better. He's, He's one of them. <laughs> like, I'm snarky. He's flat out mean. <laughs> Which sounds like they're vacuuming outside. What's Good. going yeah, on? Yeah, Clean up from the mess that Patriots left on the field. This is Patriots Unfiltered. Fueled by Duncan. All right. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. It's Wednesday here at Gillette Stadium, getting ready for the Miami Dolphins. And uh, Tua remains in concussion. Oh, uh, he's call. out. Oh, he is? Yeah. McDaniel uh, announced it this morning. Oh, good yeah. for Okay. Yeah. He did have a concussion. Okay. He had a concussion. He has a concussion. And, so he's uh, out. Teddy Bridgewater will start. Teddy Two Gloves. Oh, wait a minute. Like you just said he's bridge. out of yeah. protocol. No, he's out. He's out. And oh, Teddy he's Bridgewater out. will start. Oh, okay, because yeah. yeah. I was confused. McDaniel, I just saw that he remained in protocol. I yeah, thought no, maybe you had an he had No, McDaniel said he has a concussion, and Teddy Bridgewater will start. Okay. It always so. works out for the <laughs> Let's hope so. This is yeah. their jam, though. I mean, backup quarterback, let's go. <laughs> I would expect the Dolphins to lose by 112 points because they had <laughs> – you know, the stupidity of actually saying it on Wednesday. I don't know how you can play a game when Well, now they're going to just prepare for Teddy Bridgewater, and they're going to be completely yeah, ready for him. Correct. Yeah, right. right. That's why we're out in the field. We moved out to the field today. Kind of interesting. Practice. Yeah. In the stadium. Practice in the bowl. Um, any thoughts on that? No, I uh, I have not, 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 not one. Nope. No, so I don't know. I'll let you guys fight it Usually out. it's a Friday thing. When you get close to the end of the season, I feel like they do the last walkthrough. Um, but I don't know. I think usually... Wednesdays are like first, second down days where it's a lot of like that that kind of stuff you're putting in, and tomorrow is like third down, red zone, that kind of stuff. I, I, I mean, it, I it could I be can't. just a field maintenance thing on nah. the practice fields because I noticed like a couple weeks ago I went out and they had like these lights that are on a grid, and they were actually heating up a section of the grass that they were trying to grow on the lower practice field. Nice. Is that yeah. legal? You're not supposed to. Yeah. You can do. Oh, smoke you the bejesus out of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Growing grass out there? What the hell's yeah. going on? So maybe you know, maybe it's just a field maintenance thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe things got torn up because of the, you know, the quick freeze that we had, and now they're That's trying true. to recover from that or something like that. I, yeah. you know, I don't, it, you know, like you think, oh, what's this, you know, competitive mean? reason? And it could be like something as simple as that. Yeah. You know, this field boy took a yeah. dump on the field and they couldn't right. clean it up fast enough. Right. <laughs> He's the dog. Just, you know, it's not – we don't have not a new player. It's better than the team that he <laughs> said took a dump on the field yesterday. Right. He's just rude. Yeah. Very, very rude. He's very yeah. mean. Yes. yes, I am. As uh, so we're waiting for Bill here to kick us off on our Wednesday. Yeah, I, on think, our I Wednesday. think when he does, we'll go to him, see what the initial uh, questions are about, see if there's anything of interest. And if if not, then we'll, we'll come right back to the show. How but does preparing for – 
Teddy Bridgewater playing oh, change their offense and yeah. make all the throws with both gloves. A lot of experience in the league. <laughs> he's won seen, in this league. Obviously, we've can, seen Teddy. Can I yeah. ask? Can I ask a little question? I um, I'm just. What, what do you think Miami's mindset? What do you think they're thinking with this whole situation? I just, it's a really hard position for a team to be in because on one hand you had Tua playing great this year for for a period of time, and it seemed like man, the, the, this is kind of putting some of the the chatter to rest. Now he's got a real like potential issue that could end his career. I mean, he could potentially retire. How do you approach that as an organization he, when you say got we kind of got a guy, but we kind of don't have a yeah, guy? Yeah, he's got an issue when McDaniel has an issue. Mm-hmm. You know, because ultimately it's going to be his decision next year about like how much do we invest in this guy? Because he's going to assume he's never going to get concussed again. Like, right. I mean, it's just it's it seems like now whenever he gets hit and hits yeah. the ground, it's, we've it's got a, a concussion prone quarterback. You know, yeah. and and it's a it's yeah. a huge issue, it's, and and it's not an easy one to navigate because of the yeah you know the the nature of the injury. And I mean, I think it's probably three at, at the very least. It's three incidents in one season. Like you have to think long and hard if you're Tua. You know. Sh- should I keep playing? Is it worth it for me to keep playing? Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I think that they will be in, in the market. I know I was joking yesterday, you know, about Brady, but they, they should be in the market for a veteran. Yeah, um, is that what you would do, you think? Like, like try well, to get a guy, maybe not. Like, they're not going to be in position. Him, right? Well, do they have an extra? They have any more of those extra draft picks? I, I'm not uh, sure what Miami's situation is. I shouldn't say they don't because they're not going to be in position to take a quarterback Chubb, high. What they give up for Chubb? Um, Chubb. I yeah, mean, I they, think they, they did give up the first round. Here, here comes Bill. Let, I don't know. Let, let's see what Bill has to say. Uh, all right, well, it's uh, yeah, exciting week here. You're ready for the Dolphins? Um, seems like it's been a long time since we we were just down there, um, but and it has been. There's a lot of a lot of water under the bridge since then, but um, yeah, good football team. Um, look a lot like they look they've looked all year, like they've looked in the past. Honestly, defensively, um, you know, big physical team on defense. Um, have some fast players in the kicking game, some other physical guys, and and they're explosive on offense. So, um, you know, they've they've looked really really impressive at times, and um, you know we're. No, it's an important game here, uh, obviously. So we'll do everything we can to play our best game on Sunday. That's what we need to do. That's what it'll take, and that's what we're, that's what we're preparing for. Hey, Bill, you've always said that you prepare for everybody that's on the roster, and you've got Tua and you've got Teddy Bridgewater with the situation this week. Is this a case where you have to prepare actually two different things? Because Tua and Teddy Bridgewater, they're definitely different quarterbacks, and they do different things. situation before you, you can't go in a game with two different offenses it's impossible so one's right hand and one's left hand I mean that definitely affects some things right there but I mean, that's we could be looking at a different quarterback just like we're in Arizona you know in the first series of the game and so yeah <clears throat> yeah some audio issues there so I don't want to make our listeners ears bleed yeah <laughs> uh, but I, obviously that was Alan Siegel that uh that was yeah. Alan Siegel that asked that question. He hadn't gotten the news, but Tua is out, uh, so you will be going with the right-handed. Yeah, McDaniel. I mean, I'm not. I didn't like misread that, right? I mean, McDaniel said he's in concussion protocol, and yeah. Teddy Bridgewater will start. He talked about having. He was up last night, uh, you know, after ten o'clock, <laughs> talking to Bridgewater about the week and you know what they were going to do. And 
I, now I, I kind of agree with Bill in the regard. I mean, obviously, righty, lefty, and, and all that stuff. But it's going to be the the offense is going to be pretty similar, um, and they do have the ability to go back and look at a couple of games that Bridgewater started. Um, they didn't win the games, and they weren't as productive offensively as they were with Tua. But he played reasonably well for the bulk of the game against Cincinnati on the Thursday night when he had to replace Tua, and he played. Um, reasonably well against Minnesota. Uh, I think he threw for over 300 yards against the Vikings, and really the big play in that game was a, a Jalen Waddle fumble late in the game. He had a big play across the middle. I remember seeing it, Mike, on red zone during the postgame show that week, right and there. and he fumbled the ball, and you know I, I don't think his numbers were great, but they weren't they weren't bad either. No, I he's think the he, kind of guy who you know in a stretch he can he yeah. can help you out. It's not Sam Ellinger, you know. We were just talking about right. Matt Smith, and, and he was saying you know Ellinger, you know this is not like the same as backup quarterback. This is a guy who's played in the yes, league a little bit. Absolutely. Now I don't think he's very good, and I don't think he's as good as Tua, but it's not Sam Ellinger. It's not yeah. Colt McCoy. Yeah, yeah. It's we not were, Jacoby Brissett. Well, I mean, it's a little bit better player than that. I, I, I mean, still, the for the Patriots, the focus has to be the offense. Like, can we score points? You know, forget about Teddy Bridgewater. You know, forget about that. You know, can we score points? Well, I mean, the whole thing about playing the backup quarterback is you might not have to. No, but... but <laughs> like, the, no, bar, but, the bar might be a little but, lower. Like, you didn't have to no, score but, a lot of points against own, Cleveland but, or Pittsburgh. Regardless of that, yeah. you need your offense to show some signs of life. I mean, they're going to have to do something, and they're certainly going to have to eliminate the dumb mistakes right at the end the, in the most critical moments. But you know, I think they, they've done an, an okay job overall of limiting you know some of those mistakes lately, which were such a problem early in the season. They've improved their you know standing in, in as far as turnovers. But I think it just shows how bad they are because usually if you eliminated those turnovers, you'd feel like there was a monumental kind of tur- turnaround, and it just feels like, all right, now at least they are maybe giving themselves a chance, whereas before – they didn't really have a chance when they were going into games, turning the ball over. I mean, you know, just going back and looking at the first Miami game right off that the bat, after watching that whole summer of training camp and what we talked about yesterday, all the sporadic nature of the offense. It, you know, they come out, they kind of go right down the field, and then Mac throws that pick, and and it was you know kind of the table was somewhat set for the year, and and you know, and then Miami just continued to kind of pull pour it on in the first half. I mean, it's just, it's similar to what we saw last week where. They come out, they make a couple mistakes, they're in a hole, and they got to figure out how to dig their way out of it. So maybe to your point, Fred, it's all about just have a good start. You know, yeah. have a good start, get a little bit of a lead, and, and see what happens. See what happens when when the offense is actually playing from in front, or you know, maybe even dare I say, feeling kind of good about themselves. Hey, we just had a really good first but, drive. Like I would be even you know? okay with okay first drive. You get a few first downs, so when you're punting, you know, maybe you're punting inside their ten. And they're starting inside the 20 instead of the 35. You know, like those little the hidden yards, yeah. that makes a difference. It does. You know, I mean, and, you know the punting situation, Don't that's make something it easy else for to them. watch this week with, yeah. you know, Jake Bailey. And, I mean, I think the kickoffs is, is starting to get a little bit more of attention. I mean, you know, Paul's been all over this with, with you know, just the, the punt team and the kickoff team. I mean, those two sides of the ball have just, you know, not really been helping all that much in terms of, field position lately and I think early in the year they were like the number one offense for starting field position so I mean they were on that side of the ball getting a good boost but you know on the other side of the ball it's uh it's been a little bit hit or miss yeah I mean I I do think that what what you guys are talking about you know getting the lead and playing with a little bit more confidence earlier in games and it you know they they really haven't been able to do that for a while now yeah you know I, I think uh 
they really haven't had they haven't had the ball in the lead it seems like for you know like six weeks yeah, they briefly with the I mean, Raiders. I mean, it felt, yeah, it felt the they, did, they did have the ball with the lead on that last was, drive, and they went three and out. Yeah, yeah that, such an that outlier, is true. But still, that is it, true. I forgot. It felt foreign. I forgot though, about that one. Possession. I think that kind of yeah. stands out as, oh my gosh, we've got an opportunity to to win the game ourselves. Not you know, not right. have to. Oh, we got to get a stop, and then we got to get you know, like just. But they yeah. couldn't. And even in that game, you know, they they had fallen behind by two scores, but they they did. They did have the lead in the ball late. Um, but they, they were chasing in that game. They fell behind in the Cardinals game. They fell behind in the, the Bills game. Even though they took a 7-3 lead, they immediately went right back down 10-7 the next drive. Um, you know, the, the you probably go back to the Minnesota game, which I think was, was kind of back, back and forth, was back and forth a yeah. little bit, and the Patriots did have the lead in that game. That, that was Thanksgiving. That was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, in terms of injuries, what do we know? Well, we'll see with the first injury report today. I mean, that's yeah. you know kind of an interesting one. Curious if you know Jalen Mills yeah, they and Jack Jones help. are able to come back. I mean, I you know I think we. I mean, Damian Harris. Like, what? I think that's a good thing. Paul's pointed this out too. Like, Damian Harris, Jalen Mills. What's going on with those guys? Like, are they? You know what? I'm starting to worry. I wonder yeah. about there, Freddie. Oh yeah, it's our thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, Damian Harris thigh bruise. I mean, I just I'm surprised because I figured he's looking at a contract. I mean, he he's going to want to end this year maybe with. You know, performance. He just hasn't been part of the team. It feels like this year. I mean, and the guy that's been, you know, kind of a team leader, just doesn't feel like he's been involved. I, I mean, I struggle to remember him really having a big impact on the game. It opened the door for Ramondre to, you know, really take over. But it's just unfortunate. Damian Harris had a bunch of touchdowns last year, but just at, hasn't. At lived this up point, to it. if he were active on Sunday, I would expect him to just like sort of pick up some scrap kind of carries. Yeah. You know, and and I think he can be better with those. Spell Ramondre. Yeah, I think he, he I think he can be more productive with those than Kevin Harris and Pierre Strong have been. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I'm not really. Like, to your point, like I can't really think of a Damian Harris game this year. There were a couple stretches in games where he looked good. Had a couple good carries. Yeah. And, yeah. And there got, was one game in particular um, that he had a lot more production than Stevenson, and I forget which one it was now. Maybe Buffalo. I, I mean, I, I forget which game it was, um, but yeah, he hasn't really, he hasn't really clicked like he did at times last year. Yep. So, but I think Mills and Jack yeah. Jones on the other side, you know, given this, I mean, if you have a, a a backup quarterback playing, even one that has some experience like Bridgewater, I mean, <coughs> it's going to help him out greatly if he can throw a you know a fifteen yard crossing route. Yeah. To waddle and go 84 yards like he did last week. Yeah, I mean, he's leading the league in yards per catch. Um, though, I mean, that's what you need. You need some of those guys out there. You do. You need Jones's speed, but I don't know if he's going to be healthy. You know, like him at 80 percent is that good enough? You know, well, if he's not healthy, Jackson's, he's not healthy. I'm yeah. just saying. No, I think they're just. You want to get his, you want to get Mills and Jones back in there because I don't think you want to. I don't think you want to be down to Marcus Jones and Miles Bryant. No, you don't even have a rotation right now with no. what you have. I mean, before they had at least a rotation with Mills and Jones, Jonathan Jones on the outside, and Jack would kind of work in a little bit, and then you had some options in the slot to play with Marcus Jones and, and Miles Bryant a little bit, but they don't really have those options right now. And, I mean, it's a uh, it's tough tough duo to kind of match up with. I am. I mean, I admit, I'm, I'm curious – when we drafted Marcus Jones, watching him play as a cornerback, just how quick he is, and you know how how right. that has ability to stick with guys, and you know it was hard not to draw, not not that they're going to line him up on Tyreek, but you know these are guys that are explosive, and, and I think Marcus Jones is one of the few guys that, on the roster that you know has the speed to stick with these guys, or at least you know be competitive. 
you know, they, they are what they are, though. It's 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 tough to. Think I you're think gonna he's going to be involved with Waddle. I mean, yeah. even if even if you get Jack Jones and Mills back, like yeah, I I think like that him. Marcus Jones is still going to play a big role, yeah. and I think obviously Jonathan Jones is I think going to be involved with Tyreek Hill because he's done that a lot. Yeah. Um. So. You're going to get an opportunity uh, to see, you know, how these, some of these matchups unfold. I mean, I, I think it's going to come down to what they do up front, if they can continue to get the pressure that they've periodically been able to provide. Because I think if you just sit back and let any quarterback right survey the field with this group of receivers, um, yep. it's going to be a long day. Yep. Yeah. Hope Barmore continues to kind of get back. How into do you the think he's been things. playing? I think he's been pretty good. Yeah. I, I mean, so. I, he's another one I kind of have a crush on, so I'm probably not. I, yeah, I mean, overly impartial. I think to Paul's point, I think what it, it, he's part of the the product, you know, on the, on the four guys and and getting the rush and taking attention. I, I mean, I think we'd all just like to see him be a little bit more productive and a little bit more, you know, have some of those signature kind of moments. I mean, I thought against Derek Carr that first play, I don't think he got credit, but he, I mean, he got on him fast. I mean, that was, you know, probably the one play that that really stood out so far. But I just that he's the kind of guy you need, and I mean, I don't. I don't remember what his status was last year. I remember, I think he got hurt against the, in the initial Buffalo game, and then was kind of we didn't know if he was going to be hurt. I don't know if he was 100 percent at the end of the year. I just guys like Mills, you didn't have at the end of last year. You got COVID against Buffalo. Would love to just see Barmore kind of peak and you know just put a nice cap to his season so that you have something coming out of here. Of oh yeah, but he got Teddy Bridgewater a couple times, and you know it was a big part of that win. Yeah, I, I think um, what I've been most impressed about is he looks like he's better against the run than than he was i don't think he was an every down player last year yeah yeah and i think he's been asked to do more yeah. of that he's been stout yeah yeah um yeah so we'll we'll get our first practice in uh <clears throat> evan will be at practice today yep um and then um they'll actually be in the locker room later yep so maybe we'll get a little mood stuff get some see what idea like. we'll, of what the mood is we'll hear from mock yeah, uh, this afternoon as well. I think it's uh, like Mac and Uche and a lot of the Stevenson. I think so. A lot of the big names will be talking. We're gonna get to, Myers so. before that too, right? Right yeah. after practice. Yeah, yeah. So, hashtag no spoilers. Yeah, you know, you wonder like what the <laughs> huh? mood is. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, after that game, another. I just think crushing like, defeat. I know. Well, it's just crazy that they're ev- that they're even like that. There's a path, and that they even control it themselves, and like. I don't know. I mean, you guys played on teams. Like, is, you have that kind of ability to be like, yeah, we sucked all year, but hey, if we could just put two games together, like, it, it, we might actually rewrite some of how this season has gone. You know, I I don't know. It's 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 hard to predict it just because I'm so resigned to, like, when the offense came out last week and had six straight punts. It was just like, yeah, that's what it is. I wasn't expecting them to, you know, come out and suddenly get it. Just like this week, I'm not really expecting them to suddenly get it. I just expect against Teddy Bridgewater and what that offense is going to be able to put up, that you'll be able to stay well, in the game and, well, and be able to make the Slater is always a good indicator of at least knowing what the spin is in the locker room. Like, what's the message that's going out? And, like, what he was saying this week is we see what we can do when we do it right, mm-hmm. you know, and we just need to be consistent. We lack consistency. But we all see when we do things right, we can compete. We can do things, you know, and – yeah. Like are bu- are guys buying that, and are they motivated by that? I, I just laugh because I think they've been incredibly consistent. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, know? like they've been consistently. Who are bad. they? Like, they're right. an inconsistent you know, football and team. That's, that's yeah. who they are. I don't see. I I agree with Mike. I don't think they're the an inconsistent football team. Every... I think more often than not, they're not productive. I think Mike is right. Well, on offense, they're not. You right. Know? Uh, I mean, yeah. the penalties. You're getting six. You're getting six plus penalties pretty much every week. You're probably going to have, if not a turnover in the first three quarters, you're probably definitely getting one in the fourth quarter. I mean, 
you know, it's like going back to punt the first a lot. game. Like, I mean, that's what they've done almost every game. You know, and they're, when you can say, like, oh, the Minnesota game or um, the Cleveland game, like, that's a sign that your offense hasn't been good when you, like, cherry pick mm-hmm. the games that it was good. You know, maybe the biggest indictment of all is, like, you said, like, the other day they start the game with six punts. Did anybody say, oh, my God, I can't believe what I'm watching? Right. No. Nope. <laughs> that was it. That's them. No. You know? It was more like, here we go again. Right. Bring in Zappy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, the Zappy chant started on the second series of the game in the crowd. Right. I mean, I would almost just say that the game's really it just matters if the defense makes a key play to get a turnover at the right time yeah. or something. The difference That's what between winning and losing is generally how if, if the defense can, can score or set up a score. Yeah. And the unfortunate part of the last couple of games is they have scored and they still lost. Like, that's uh, – like, I agree with Mike. I don't – Yeah. It's not I, inconsistent. I, I like, it's just – If they if they go out and they just all of a sudden put up 450 <laughs> yards and 34 points um, on, on Sunday, I, I, that would be, to me, breaking out of the norm. Yeah. Like, they haven't done that. Right. But still, it's all right there for the taking, which is just crazy. You win two I games mean, and you're in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's I don't. I'm not going to get ahead of myself with with this game, but you know, Buffalo. It is what I guess. The question really is: is what what's Buffalo going to end up having to play for? Right. And, and it seems like they will have something to play for. It almost has to be a meaningful game for Buffalo. I you I know mean, Kansas City. I know people lose is, to Denver. You know, pointed to the scenario that Buffalo could lose and then play us, host us in the first round of the playoffs, and that might be what they want. But I know I I don't think Buffalo wants to be the team that lost to allow the Patriots into the playoffs. You know, I think yeah. they, they yeah. want to be the team that knocks yeah. us out I would, of the playoffs. No, I, I would do that if I were Buffalo if I wasn't playing for a bye. Right. I would rather have a bye and have a 0% chance of losing in the first week mm-hmm. as opposed to picking my opponent and having a 0.1% chance of losing. Like, I can lose. Something can happen, and I can lose to the right. team that I decided I'd rather play instead of having a bye. There's no way they're going to dump the game if they can get a bye. And the only way that they will not have a chance is if Kansas City loses to Denver. Because then it, they'll have it sewed up. So then they'll have the bye sewed up, if, you know, if, assuming they win. Right. Yeah. But Kansas City has to lose to Denver. That's the con- – that, like, that has to happen. Is it in Kansas City? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And they don't even have Nate Hackett anymore, so. Oh, that could be a plus. <laughs> so yeah. I, I just – I think Buffalo is going to have to play the game. I don't think you're going to have that to fall back on. Now, I could definitely see like I, I'm not I'm not in agreement with Fred. If it was just regular and there were no buys, just like what the Patriots did that year when they dumped the game against Miami so they could play Jacksonville, I could definitely see them doing that. I don't know what team they'd pick, but they would figure out the machinations of which one they would rather play. Absolutely, but they're not going to say I'd rather play the Patriots in Wild Card Weekend. Then be off in wild card weekend and have a bye. They're not going to, no, no team oh, would no. do that. No, no, no. All right. 855 Pats 500 is the ace ticket hotline. Web radio at patriots.com is the email address. Uh, Brian from Indiana is on the line. What's up, Brian? Hey, how are we doing? Good. Hey, Brian. Hey, I just had a question. Um, I know that uh, Bill O'Brien has been in conversation a lot about becoming the next OC for next year, possibly. And, I've seen a lot of stuff um, just from, like, Alabama fans on Twitter and stuff like that about them not really loving 
Bill O'Brien as an OC. Do we really want to bring somebody like Bill O'Brien just because he might be better than Patricia? Yeah. And I think he's an excellent yeah. offensive coordinator. Yes, I would I would take him in a in a heartbeat. And do we think it's a good idea? Yeah. To Alabama fans him? are up in arms because they scored forty nine points and lost. Right. That was Bill O'Brien's fault. Right. <laughs> they lost fifty two no, to no, forty nine no, no, to Tennessee. I mean, <laughs> I'm was, saying, do we really need another hothead in that locker room when we already have? Yes. <laughs> well, yes, they need someone to push back. Yes, yeah. I I think that's exactly what they need. And don't we pay Bill Belichick enough money to push back? Well, but I'm talking about the offensive coaches. He can't be, uh, you know, dealing with absolutely everybody. Like the offensive coaches, I think it's been a one-way street. It's been pushed back from the players to the coaches. Yeah. I think they need a little bit more the other way and say, "All right, yeah, I get it. This is what we're doing. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's it, let's be better. Let's execute." And maybe even push back to Bill. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Isn't the bar so low right now? I mean, what? experienced NFL offensive coordinator wouldn't you take yeah. at this point? Now, I mean, if a guy is has a heartbeat and coached to offense... Bryant's, yeah, take. to Brian's point, if you if you have like a young, up-and-coming offensive mind that you're aware of, um, I, I think I might rather have that than Bill O'Brien, but I know Bill O'Brien. I know he worked here. I know he like what he does works. So, I, yeah, I think that's... Uh, I, I don't know what, what better than that you're going to expect. That's what's frustrating for me, though, is that it's it's become so insular here, and and like I just thanks, Brian. I, I can't we see a, a, a Bill Belichick taking a young offensive coach that maybe didn't grow up here but has interesting ideas and using Bill Belichick's knowledge to kind of merge with that person's new perspective and you know to produce something fresh rather than well we had this guy here it was ten years ago and and he knows the system. So what we you'd get rather him, have, you know, like I, I what I'd rather have is what you yeah, said. Like, I think what, what Bill would rather have is. I know, and that's, and that's what's frustrating is that I just – I wonder if it would be better for Bill Belichick, the coach, if, you know, if he had more of those – you know, and I, and I don't want to say that he's, like, actively pushing those kind of perspectives away, although perhaps he is. I, I just think, like, if you're going to get to a new interesting place, it's just hard to do it when you keep recycling the Josh McDaniels and then we bring up Bill O'Brien and then, you know, Chad O'Shea could maybe – you know, it's the same kind of guys, whereas – Get a whole new fresh perspective. Somebody who sees the game totally different, and then all of a sudden, maybe you make some magic by having yeah. a, a totally new perspective. Whereas if, if Bill O'Brien comes here, we're, we're probably just going to what kind of merge this year's offense, whatever it is, with what they used to do, and, and come up with some kind maybe, of Frankenstein. Maybe you, you're of it. able to do what we we kind of thought they were going to do, and have the the Patriot system with some Alabama elements mm-hmm. to it. You know, who knows? But I, I agree with Mike's rant. I, I, I like Mike's idea better, but I don't think that's going to happen. I, I think, think Bill we'll O'Brien will be fresher, you know? Like, it just feels stale, and, you know, you'd love to get some – I mean, I, I kind of equate it to when, when Flores took over. And, and, I mean, not that it's the same thing, but just how jarring it was to all of a sudden see kind of a completely different philosophy on defense in terms of aggression and sending, you know, zero blitzes. Do you think Matt Patricia sent any – I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Somebody can tell me. Maybe I haven't – but – is Matt Patricia sending zero blitzes? Like, I don't ever remember that being, like, a big part of their game plan. It was, no, they rush three and sometimes four, and they just sit back and wait. That was kind of the philosophy. And then all of a sudden Flores gets here, and it's Jamie Collins and Dante Hightower coming from all angles. And, you know, and, and that was a big part of why they, they won that last Super Bowl. It felt like one of the ones where they were actively went out and, and took it rather than, you know, waiting to see how it goes and then, you know, relying on Brady to pull it out at the end. Uh, Melvin's in Tennessee. Hey, Melvin. What's up, y'all? What's going on? Hey. Hey. Um, quick thing about really just the coaching standpoint. I know you all talked a little bit 
briefly yesterday about how Gerard Mayo was possibly getting ready to uh, leave out. So, along with all the other changes that come with the players and stuff like that, I would hope Bill and everybody else associated with that to figure out some type of way to keep do something to keep more of these coaches around. I know it's even when you're coaching, you do well. They know they're going to promote you. And you probably have other, you know, goals and things you want to do. But when one person leaves and you know he takes staff with them, like with Josh and stuff like that, it's just hard to convey your message and keep your message going the right way um, when all these changes and stuff like that are going around. So uh, I think that's a, a point to it. Obviously, it's I, I don't know exactly a way to really fix that, or but I wonder if Bill as himself would like be I don't know how he's going to invest as much as like well I don't want to do a certain amount of stuff because this person might leave or I don't know if this person is going to be with me for a while and why am I going to teach and develop and do all this stuff with these people that's going to leave me and I'll be stuck doing the same thing with somebody else next well, year. Well I think we've come to a I, I hear what you're saying it can't, ha- it can't hurt to have mm-hmm. a lack of continuity on your coaching staff however I got a feeling that Maybe with the exception of Mayo, you know, those days might be behind us because a lot of that stemmed from winning. You know, they other teams wanted guys who came from a winning culture, you know, and and knew what it took to win. I want those guys on my staff or guys leaving like McDaniels and taking guys with them. We might be we might have turned the corner there where like now we're not the team with that, you know, high price problem that we used to be, you know, yeah. well, I, mean, like, I, I don't know if anyone's clamoring for Covington or, you know, Cam Accord, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I would, uh, I mean, Mayo clearly, I think he might be one that, yeah, and I, if he goes, like, does he take anybody with him? I don't know. And I, I'm biased for Pellegrino, but I, I just think he's done a really good job coaching up defensive backs consistently, you know, since he's been here. That was one of my biggest concerns, and. Um, but every team has good, good coaches, job. yeah. You know, but you're, I think you're right, and I mean, nobody's coming to say we got to go get, we got to go poach Matt Patricia, or Joe Judge right now, right. And, or Cam Acord, really. And those are the, those are the big, you know, big. Three. I think you could lose Kaylee too on the yeah. other side, but the, I mean, it's not necessarily good that our coaches aren't. Well, really, yeah, that's the yeah. that's the other that's the flip side of it is that, and, you, and I think there's a lot of teams that, especially like the coordinators, the hotshot coordinators, you know, other staffs lose their coordinators every year and then they figure out what they're going to do like buffalo just lost brian dable and they had a guy ready in ken dorsey and it's kind of the same offense i mean look at you, kyle you know? shanahan he's been i mean he's been getting shanahan has done it more years. than anybody right you know with all, all those different branches off of Fleur that tree and mcdaniel and i mean everybody's been getting pulled from him and he you know continues to do it yeah, yeah. one last thing i'm gonna say about it. it's just weird for bill because he always has a plan ready even with the players, when Edelman was getting ready, clearly was on his last leg. He always had people ready. When the passing backs were getting old, yeah, you always had somebody ready. So this bigger thing of getting somebody ready, what happened to that? Like, yeah. it's a, well, it's with a the coaching, and the, the losses were so fast, it was tough. Yeah, know? I do think it's been um, a little bit out of the ordinary. Like with Flores and McDaniel's both taking chunks with them right in what that was 19 and then 21 so that's twice in three years right because Flores left after the 18 season right yeah. so in 19 and then in tw- after the 21 season you had 
top flight assistants leaving and taking significant pieces of the rest of the staff. We bring this up all the time. Mike uh, and I talk yeah. about this all the time. Like a guy like Jed Fish very well right. could have been one of those guys yeah. that they said, well, we know we're going to lose Josh at some point. And then they ended up losing Jed Fish when he got a head coaching job at Arizona. So sometimes you do have a plan and it just doesn't work. It doesn't and I think come to you got to mention the retirements, too, as part of it. I mean, those are but that's you know, something that you should have guys. That's something you should have yeah. been prepared you for. You knew Ivan and was going to be going. Dante was right. going to be going. And I mean, I Dante already retired once. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they have a small staff as it is. And I mean, I, I just I have trouble yeah. being like, well, you don't want to promote guys because you don't want to I really to bristle leave. at that. <laughs> Do you really? Really? Am I wrong? No, no. Yeah, they just don't. You're right. You're right. They just don't give guys titles. Don't listen to them. They have the same amount of coaches as everybody else. And you're allowed to have as many as you want. So it's not an excuse if you have a small staff. I know, I know, but they choose to have a small staff. But I would say they were net negative last year in terms of coaches that they lost and coaches that they brought in. It didn't really like they didn't really hire anybody. They lost a lot. I mean, they didn't hire a wide receivers coach. They didn't hire an offensive coordinator. They did, you know. So I, I just you're not really prepared. I don't think that you can build a team by saying, well, I don't want anybody to leave. Like you want to develop good coaches who in turn coach a team well and then you win and then that's what happens i mean it's just part of it you can't say well we want to just be a middling team so no one takes our right. coaches right like so i i just think it comes with you've got to restock the cupboards and i don't think that they restocked the cupboards last year with young coaching i think they have to do it this year yeah thanks melvin you know and you you, you got to ask the question and we don't know the answer like why are you know coaches so willing to go with josh to go with flores Mm-hmm. You know, is it a money thing? You know, it's, uh, it's probably a variety of factors. You know, it's but, not necessarily yeah. upward mobility; it's a lateral move in some cases. But I'm going to be making more money. Well, I think it's you know? a, it's it's upward mobility too. Yeah. I, I think if you're Mick Lombardi and Bill O'Brien and Bill Belichick told you you're going to be the offensive coordinator, now you have a decision to make. Yeah, right. My guess is you didn't ask him that. Right. Yeah. yeah, and I think that that feeds into it was kind of the start of it with, with not having a defensive coordinator and now not having an offensive coordinator. So the staff in general has just become kind of this nebulous team, we're going to do it together right. kind of thing. And, I mean, I, I totally get why guys would be like, you yeah. know what, I want to go somewhere where I know where I stand, I know where I'm headed, and, you know, for better or worse, at least I'm not, you know, part of this, like, groupthink effort that, you know, I get – all the blame and none of the credit, really. And just to be clear, I'm not suggesting that I would have given the offensive coordinator job to Mick Lombardi. I'm just using that as an example. Sometimes right. yeah. guys leave, you know, like, was there any clamor of, like, Chad O'Shea becoming an offensive coordinator when he was with the Patriots? Not hey, really. really. No. no. Then he yeah. left and he became an offensive coordinator. So it right. is upward mobility. Well, for that, yeah. 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 As, as in addition to what, again, another thing we don't know for sure, money. Yeah. yeah. We don't know that for certain, but no, I and just then remember in the past, them, you know, right? Brad Seeley, for example, uh-huh. he yeah. wanted more money and yeah. they wouldn't give it to yeah. him and he left. Yeah. You know? Uh, but interesting on Shea, like he got, they got rid of him right after one year and then they brought back like Chan Gailey, right? Like with, with like that. They year. brought Chan Gailey in the year of Fitz? Fitzpatrick. So that was 19. Mm-hmm. They brought him in specifically for, for, for that with O'Shea and then they changed. Part of that is Flores. Like that, like, yeah, I know Flores is like you know the like they should bring in Flores because he'll change everything. He'll fix it. I don't think Flores had a, a tremendously successful tenure as the Dolphins' head coach. I think he did a good job. I think they played hard. I think he couldn't figure out offense and couldn't figure out how he wanted to run the offense, and that hurt them. And certainly, the way he treated Tua hurt the offense, like not not embracing him in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that Flores is a good football coach, but I just don't think that 
you know, you hire him, and that solves all your problems. Well, we're, yeah. we're especially biased because and we, I like we Flo- love him, and, and I really like beat Flores. The pa- and he yeah. beat the Patriots. Well, but I really like Flores. Yeah. I mean, I do. Yeah. I just yeah, don't yeah. think that he was a great head coach. Well, you just he don't did a know good job. what was going on there with the owner and meddling. And well, the, the yeah. owner wasn't telling him to change offensive coordinators every five minutes. No, but you just you just wonder, like, if he didn't want to or, you know, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, it just seems like there was a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes in Miami. <laughs> I, yeah, and that's why I think uh, like a lot of other people in Miami would probably have the better perspective, and I think they echo a lot of what what Paul's saying that it was it was not as or it was more dysfunctional than it even yeah. might have appeared. But the re- you know why was it you know him or was it communication fa- issues? Yeah. I yeah. mean, I think some people found him you know yeah. didn't like how we communicated. Maybe, maybe. that was yeah. something part of it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, William and Philum, what's up, William? What's going on, Fred, Paul, hey. and uh, Mike? Hey. Hey, how y'all doing? Um, just two things, and I'm out your way. Uh, Paul, first, um, the T. Higgins thing that you were saying with T. Higgins and um, what's the other guy? Um, uh, Jerry Judy. I love that. I, I love that. Paul. Yeah, throw DeAndre Hopkins in there, too. Everybody's, hey. everybody's uh, you know, <laughs> assuming he's going to be available, too. So throw, throw them all in the mix. I'll take, I'll take any of those guys. Um, you know, Hopkins is the the best of those three, probably. But I would rather have Higgins because of age right now. I think he's, he's right. a guy that you could really build around. He's got but some yeah. size too, as we saw last week. I mean, it's it's yeah. you know, a little no, bit he's, of a, he's a yeah. really good player, and I yeah. think that he has done enough when Chase has been out of the lineup for me to think he can produce even when the coverage is rolled to him. Yeah, you know, some of those right. guys are great second bananas, and then you 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 pay them like a number one guy, and they come in and they're like, oh. He never faced a double team before, but I think he has. Christian I think Kirk, he's, yeah. yeah I I think he's okay. been the man. Okay. Um, my last question is this, and I, I just need y'all three to be honest with me. Okay. Do you do you want change, Paul, Mike, and Fred? I mean, I'm being. I want you to just be honest with me. If like yeah. we were just sitting around the table, of course, and we just have you know man to man talk. Do you want change for this team? Yeah. And do you think you're gonna get that change? From the greatest coach of all time. I mean, I want you to be honest. I have to think so. I have to think so. I, I mean, this is below the pale of of acceptability of acceptability for anybody. I would, but absolutely. I mean, I I don't want to watch another year of this offense like this. I mean, it's it's terrible I mean, to Fred watch. Fred keeps calling it. It's not NFL <laughs> offense. Not normal offense. And that's Fred. Yeah. But and do, you've been saying that for about you, eight weeks. Right. No, I right, I think I th- I I keep going back to like Bill's a smart guy. He's not. He knows yeah. more. He forgot more about football than we'll ever know. And if we, if everybody sees it, I mean everybody, even me who I'm, I'm a Mac supporter, I was in on having two former head coaches come in and be, you know, sub coaches and that that could work. Right. So I'm on record saying that. And now I'm saying I see it. I see it. I can't believe he doesn't. Okay. I can't believe he doesn't. You know, the owner does. And if he wants, yeah. if he wants to stay here, he's going to have to make changes. He's going to have okay. to, you know. All right, I'll keep my, I'll keep my fingers crossed, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks, All right, William. Take- thanks, William. Keep the faith. Uh, Patty's in Agawam. What's up, Patty? What's up, guys? Hey, Fred- hey, Freddie. I was with you too prior to the season. I was like, I was skeptical, but I was like, let's take a wait and see approach and. You know, maybe they uh, maybe they figure it out and they get stronger as the season goes. But each subsequent week, week it looks like Mo Howard is coordinating this offense. You know, instead of yeah, Patricia and Joe yeah, Judge. yeah. Um, 
But I, I, I did have a question relative to the coaching side. With the struggles that we've seen on special teams the last few years, if they do make like sweeping coaching changes, do you think that there's a chance that a cord is gone and they put Joe Judge back in the, as the special teams coordinator? I do. I think there's a chance of that. Yeah. yeah. But I could see a cord going somewhere like within the co- – he'll stay here and go to another position. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see – I could see that. And yep. I'll throw another wide receiver name that I would – I mean, I don't think it's going to happen. I think the chances of it happening is infinitesimal, but I would love to see them just mortgage mortgage the future for Devontae Smith. Get back that – to me, that's Max Binky. I mean, if there ever was – if there ever would be a Binky for him, I mean, that would be the guy, you know? To kidnap him from Philadelphia. Yeah, I don't point. know about yeah. mortgaging the future. Yeah, Monte Smith. Yeah. Like the way you think. <laughs> yeah. But that's yeah. all I got, guys. All right. Thanks, Patty. Yeah, and I know, like, I know Patty prefaced that by saying it's infinite, but, like, arguably the best team in football Which is going to, like, deal off their most significant pieces right. while they're on their rookie contracts. Right. Like, I think it's less than infinitesimal. I just, I, you know, what I was thinking, too, is. Like I really wonder what it's going to be like this offseason because we're talking, I think, you know, aptly about receivers to target and those things. I just, I just wonder how much of a checkbook and a, and freedom Belichick will have this year, depending on how the conversation with Kraft goes. Because you know, I think we're all a little like, well, what if he's like, no, it'll be fine, you know? And then this Bill go, or you know, does the Robert say, well? Then we're, we'll see how much money we're actually going to let you play with. Like, you know, how, what do you, you know, or well, how much money are you going to need to play with to get this team back to where it needs to be? Oh, you mean free agency? You know, not like, with like the coaching staff. Yeah, because like, I think in twenty yeah. twenty one, like they opened up the purse strings. It was if like, I got to waste gotta, my money on a team that I don't. Right? Yeah, are yeah, you going to yeah. spend go spend not, this yeah. much money again to yeah. get what? Like maybe, like maybe you get back to the seventh seat. I mean, if they don't make the play, like like that's what you got to spend millions of dollars to get. If back If you were to Robert right Kraft, what would Bill have to show you? to convince you that they should stick with the coaching staff as it is. Jeez. Oh, I, I don't I don't know if I have could. I don't know I don't know if I have an answer for that. Yeah. And I mean it's like I, like, I guess like, I guess proof that it was the players not buying in right. and not the coaching. Right. I would need that, I yes. guess. But then it begs but the then question you wonder, we gotta go get new players. Then but why didn't you <laughs> well, coach him up? You know, why didn't you get him to buy in? A new quarterback, Isn't that part anyway. of your job is to Get these players to buy in. Isn't that part of it? You know, I mean, I, 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 mean, I like so, where Paul's going with this, though. That's like make so Mac the fall guy. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's let's, let's this. no. Let's like you know, I'm, I'm watching yeah. like you know, Good Morning Football, and like they're always doing these funny kind of exercises like this. So let's let's Chris, let's Hogan's play it, on right? Old yeah. friend. Let's play like role, you know, like role role play here. You okay. know, this is Bill, and this is like so. If you're yeah. Bill, can can you like you asked a question like what? could bill do to show robert that changes don't need to be made could bill go in and say hey listen max going to be fine max season was completely derailed in week three when he gets that high ankle sprain he was never the same after that we rushed him back in retrospect we probably should have sat him another couple of weeks he wanted to rush back. he wanted to rush back we yep. rushed him back yeah that was a misstep on our part when he came back he had the pressure from what zappy was doing it snowballed that led to a lot of the conflict between the coaches because the coaches felt. Again, I'm trying to role play. I don't think it's beautiful. I don't think this hire is, you. I don't think this is true. <laughs> You're the agent. Okay, but I'm saying can Robert, 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 can he convince Robert that <laughs> stay the course? Yeah. It it it's working. It got derailed, but it's not irreparably 
damaged. The the bigger issue was external factors. We're going to keep Mac healthy. We're going to get him completely in year two of the Matt Patricia offense. And all through the offseason, we're going to have them sit down. They're going to be fine. They're going to be they're going to be fine working with each other. Now, if I'm Robert, I'm very skeptical. I'm not going to lie. I'm not sure I'm buying it. But can Bill – is there a, a percentage that Bill could go to Robert with something yeah, along he, those lines? Like you said, it, it, comes, it comes down to what you said, Paul. He's got to lay out the evidence that it's the players, that Trent Brown played – 40% yeah, of I'm not even talking about all that. Like, yeah. absolutely. You add all that yeah. in, Freddie. Offensive I, line was a mess. Isaiah Wynn bailed on the team. Yeah. You know, Cole Strange needs another year. Oh, he'll be fine. He just needs yeah, to right. get a little bulk he on needs his another frame. Year. Right. You know, uh, Kendrick Bourne, I'm going to give you all the, pr- the reasons why he wasn't playing. And you, but we got him back yeah, on track down the yeah. stretch. Right. He got hot. Um, you know, Parker gets hurt. Uh, you know, he's going to. You know, all those things. Yeah. You know. And, oh, by the way, I need $40 million for And we got <laughs> how many draft picks? We got, like, 10 draft yeah. picks or something yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah. Like, you know, it's. Like, Matt, Matt, Matty P is a smart guy. He's going to get better. He you never know. did it before. Right. You, you know, you could see how much more comfortable he was putting the game plans right. together yeah. as the season like wore you can on. S- I uh, could see that happening. Yeah. Before anybody yells at me, uh, okay, I'm People trying to play. Out there like, right. We're just playing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, role We're workshopping it. Yeah. I'm, not, like, I'm not telling you that I believe much, if any, of this. No, but it's right. scary how well but you I'm, did it. But this is what Fred, you asked a question. What could Bill do to convince Robert? Right. That changes don't need to be made. Right. right. Just didn't and go I our think, way. I think it would be something like that. It yeah. would be. That sounded pretty good. Yeah. Well, you did a pretty good job. Thank there. you. Thank you. <laughs> hey. um, let's see. Bradley writes in, with the Patriots, he has that in quotes, system. It seems we're always focused on picking a player who can do it all, special teams, multiple positions, really anything they can. Is the focus on do-it-all type of people affecting how Bill thinks about the coaches now as well? Thinking a coach can be a jack-of-all-trades, just like the players, and is he spreading the coaching out too thin so we're moderately good at a lot of things but not really great in anything? And PS1 OC, would not, what I would not like to have right now is Nate Hackett. The guy stinks. I love how everyone's calling Nate, him Nate, Nate now. Nate. Yeah, that, was, that was good. That was good yesterday. Dumb for Nate. Yeah. Uh, I think Nathaniel Hackett was a good coordinator, by the way. For Green for Bay. For Green Bay. Yeah. Right. He was. How hard is it to be a good coordinator with Aaron Rodgers? Uh, I don't know. They don't have one now. <laughs> they don't have a good coordinator now. Well, I th- they can't score. I think now that these young guys is just, they're doing better, aren't they doing? They're better? winning games, but they're not scoring. Yeah, they're not scoring like they old Packers were. No. Yeah, they're still inconsistent. Yeah. Watson and Dobbs and yeah, and then Watson got hurt the other day too. Yeah, he was coming on. Uh, Craig is in Charlotte. What's up, Craig? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Hey, Greg. How are you doing today? Pretty good. Um, yeah, I like where you're you're at before. I, I guess there's been a lot of, um, you know, a lot of scrutiny on Bill, rightfully so, uh, past couple of weeks. So I just wanted to take now to, to say, like, I'm of the opinion he should be able to write his own check out of Foxborough. I, I will suffer through 10 seasons of misery uh, for, for everything that he's given to the organization, just like I would have suffered through. You know, five noodle arm seasons of Brady for everything he gave to the season if they went that direction. Um, having, you know, I'm, I'm a manager of people too, and I've lost an awful lot of folks over the past few years. It's so difficult to replace talent and keep that pipeline going. Um, I guess, I, I, I don't know. I, my question for you is really um, 
how often, maybe inside baseball, how often do you think Belichick and Kraft are talking about these things throughout the season? Because we talk about this like at the end of the year, there's going to be this kind of come to the table meeting with them. And I got to feel like they're already in the plans. They already kind of know. Yeah. Why isn't this an ongoing convo? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how often they, it seems to me that it's not like every week they have a sit down and, and all that. I, I don't know. I, I, but it doesn't seem like it's a constant conversation. I, I, I agree. Mid-season yeah. check-in. I think I, I think there might be a time or two, but I don't think they, they Robert's grilling him with specifics. I don't. What are you think planning so. on doing? Well, you know, it's week week eleven. What are you planning yeah, on doing well, about this? Next what's the year? script for the first what's series? The, right. you I, know? Don't, I, I don't. I don't think. so. I mean, I, I could be wrong, but I don't yeah, think no. that that's the case. I think it's like you said, Freddie. I think it's after the season they sit down, and I think then I think Robert wants some yeah. some answers, some some analysis. Yeah. yeah. You know, like the more you the more you meddle as an owner, the less you can say, oh. I have to hold them accountable. Right. Like if you're, if you're a big influence on the day-to-day operation, then how much blame can you give your head coach? Yeah, you have to let him do his thing, especially when he's also the GM. You have to let him do it, you know. But hold him accountable, right? Especially you know? at this point, maybe like a, a rookie head coach, yeah. you might have to look, but not Bill. I, I, yeah, I don't think Robert's in there meddling, but I do feel like the way that it seems like Bill runs your his side of the organization that that there would be an ongoing conversation with Kraft, especially when things aren't going well. I'll, I'll bet um, you, like, during the Mac thing when he got hurt, yeah. like, Bill, yeah. like, I'll, I'll bet you the owner was probably, hey, how's he doing? Yeah. Do you think he's got a chance to play? Things like that, I, I'll bet you he, he finds out about. Agree, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like. All right, well, thanks, guys. Paul, Paul, if you start another poll, I'll be for Belichick staying uh, this year. I, I could see that forward. pole moving if he did that. All right. Thanks, Craig. <laughs> Thanks, Craig. Um, yeah, that'll be an off-season thing, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. you know, in a couple of weeks. We'll get that going. L from uh, Wisconsin wants to talk about the team vibe, and he wants to call me out. Uh-oh. So I oh. I want to read this email. Come at the king, Evan right. got me thinking. Don't come at the king. He says, Evan got me thinking of after saying that Mac is unlikable, and I think that's a problem surrounding this whole team. Bill isn't the most likable guy, but it's fine when you're winning, grading when you're losing. Matty P has the air of someone who thinks they're the smartest guy in the room. Just ask him, and that's off-putting. Mac is at worst a dirty player and at best a whiny crybaby and not good enough for his antics to be anywhere near justified. Maybe I'm reading way too much into things, but I really feel like there's a fissure where coaches are blaming players and players are blaming coaches. I think Bill has lost the locker room at this point. Who's to say he can get it back? I think it's probably time to move on. What has Bill done in the past, say, two years to make this a better team? I also have to call Fred out. He made a snide remark about not wanting Hackett because he did an awful job in Denver. What happened to bring in a head coach because it's valuable experience no matter what? I don't think he was any worse than Judge in New York or Patricia in Detroit. I just well the reason I said I look at their <laughs> offense and what happened with Russell Wilson and that's I'm like what, that's what happened with the Giants. <laughs> what Russell Wilson was on the Giants. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is as good as Russell Wilson used to be. They're awful. They both looked as bad. They both look the same. That's I know the now they do. <laughs> now they do. No 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 now Daniel Jones is vastly superior now that Brian Dable was coaching him. Okay, but I'm just that's. That's a good point. That's a point in my favor. No, 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 no. That means they were both poorly coached. Right, that Hackett couldn't get anything out of Russell Wilson. Correct. That's why I don't want And Joe Judge couldn't get anything out of a guy who's right now in the playoffs. Yeah. But you wanted him. 
Because, again, the email is right because he, he, he was a patriot, so you wanted him. Right. He knows the system. Right. And a lot of good that knowledge anyway, of the system is That's why I said about Hackett. About no, I don't want Nathaniel Hackett. I, I mean, I'm not trying to make Nate, a case. For, I'm not trying to make a case yeah. for him. Nate Hackett. I also didn't want Joe Judge. Yeah. You know, the fact that he was a, a failed head coach—that's not a point in his favor. It was a point in yours, and the guy's just pointing out your inconsistencies. Well, I do think there's something to be said about that experience in the NFL. Yeah. I do. If as long as he was a Patriot. No, any, any, any. Well, but coach. you don't want other failed. Well, head specifically, coaches. we're asking him to be an OC here, where his offense stunk. Right, and. <laughs> You're asking this guy to be a quarterback's coach, and his quarterback stunk. Like, it's the same thing. The guy's point is that is, is valid. Screw you. <laughs> Screw him. <laughs> uh, you yelled at me yesterday for not on. arguing, so <laughs> sorry. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, Jack and Inaba, if the Patriots had played as well in the first half as they did in the second half, they would have beaten the Bengals. Why didn't the Patriots play as well in the first half as they did in the second half? I just think they, they, they made a few throws. Like, do, I, people oh, really, do people really ask these questions? <laughs> they ju- I just read it. Like, yeah. But it's not like with, meant with any like no. tongue-in-cheek no nature? No smiley face or no. anything like no. that? No. So, so like, you can't just answer if the Bengals had played like they did in the, 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 second the first half. half and the second half, they would have won you know, 44 to nothing? Yeah. Okay. Joe Burrow still uh, got AFC Player of the Week. <laughs> did he? Uh, yeah. Again, I... I it's it's a remarkable thing, and I, I don't, I'm not Elias, so I can't like I don't have a website in, a, in a, like a like a search engine database that I can plug in all these factors. But I'm going to venture to guess that teams that turn the ball over three times, including one for a touchdown, miss a field goal, two extra points, allow a 48 yard hail mary on third and 29, are like winless, winless in the history of the NFL. They still won doing all those things. That's how much better they were than you. Uh, Christian the Cuban from Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, Two things. Uh, First, there have been reports that Bill O'Brien is a done deal coming to the Patriots next season. Who said that? I I did not see done deal. I think Tom Curran – I I didn't see done deal. Tom Curran on EEI yesterday, I read some quotes um, on the Twitter machine that he had said – he had talked to somebody and someone said he'd be very surprised if it didn't Okay. Uh, then there have also been reports that Zach Wilson and New Jersey Jets will part ways next season. What do you think if a one-for-one swap, Mac for Wilson, and we have a new OC with Bill? What? In my defense, I would rather have Mac and see him with weapons in a real OC, but just a topic <laughs> to discuss. Second, I think if Belichick has another stinker of a season and O'Brien is the OC and not coaching somewhere else, I think we replace Bill with Bill. If they have a stinker of a season, why do you want O'Brien? Right, because he'd Unless be part of it. Is. Yeah, yeah. I, it, I, I mean, there's so many. I think there are a lot of different factors. What do you think of the Zach Wilson thing? Not necessarily for the Patriots. That's kind of gotten a little yeah. bit of traction this week. It looks like he's played his last game for the Jets. Um, it's tough. It's a tough. He'll get it, another chance. He'll get another chance. I think it's just tough to to try to say he's a backup quarterback because he's so sporadic and will kill you. You know, it's like you'd much rather like Teddy Bridgewater is what he is, but I don't feel like he's going to all of a sudden try to like just make the dumbest throw ever and and cost you the game. Like, so maybe some team thinks they can fix him, but I think he was always kind of a boomer bust kind well, of. As, he as, was as a team that's looking at him. How do you get a accurate, you know, read on his mental? awareness of the game and football IQ and you know about because yes he can throw the ball yeah he can run around but like how do you get 
enough information from the a mental part of it to make a judgment, yeah, we'll bring him in. Like, that's so hard. Right, and I made the comment earlier in the week, um, you know, he's the second overall pick, so he's going to get another shot. But, like, you know, like Josh Rosen was the 10th pick, I think, or something that's like right. that. And he got to play as a rookie, and there were a lot of questions about Josh Rosen coming in that were similar to the ones about Zach Wilson. Like, why isn't he a captain? Do his teammates really like him? Does he command the room? Does he, you know, get well, respect? Has, his neck is too long. Who are we talking about now? Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen. And oh. a big Adam's apple. You can't have that. I couldn't. Yeah. If, Connect with him. If Josh Rosen was in this room, I wouldn't be able, I couldn't tell you what oh, he looks like. Oh, you never knew what he looked like? Um, I did. I did. I, 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 I like, why wouldn't we start talking about Peyton Manning? <laughs> Naff. Yeah. Um, but, I, I, you know, and you look at Josh Rosen, and he really never got another shot. Mm. He played some games for Miami that first year that Flores was there. And he's been on like sixteen other like practice squads. Right. No one's really brought him in since then, and said, you know, you're going to be our right. starter or competing for our right. starter. And basically, I, the league gave up on him. So I want to say Zach Wilson will get another shot. Yeah. But maybe he won't. Right. Because maybe it's been that big of a disaster, and with the stuff that you're talking about, Fred, yeah. like the mental makeup. Right. Does he have what it takes to be an NFL quarterback? Not physically. Emotionally and mentally. Think yeah. about who was the guy that broke down in front of his locker years ago. He's now he's an analyst. Um, well, Derek Carr did it. No, no, this year. the other quarterback who was highly touted. I think he was uh, Ryan Leaf. Ryan Leaf. Yeah. Oh. You know, like the league gave up on him, right? Yeah. He. I mean, I think he gave up on himself. And Fred. there were yeah, there were other issues with Ryan. Leaf. Oh, okay. I mean, I think he's turned his life around. He yeah. Has. But he, I mean. Spent some time in prison, you know, yeah. had drug yeah. problems. I mean, he had yeah. a lot, he had a lot going on that I don't think is necessarily uh, germane to Josh Rosen <laughs> and Zach Wilson. Uh, Juan from Mexico. If Bill waited for O'Brien this year, and that is why, that's the reason he went with this crazy experiment with Matty P. For me, it's just making the decision even more stupid. I you were waiting for the coordinator to come, but you did not add more coaches around to bring as much help for Matty P. Instead, you screwed with the development not only from Mac. But also the few standing players from last year. What do you guys think? I mean, maybe Bill just didn't think it was going to be this bad. You know. Yeah, I, I'm sure he didn't. But <laughs> if he did it for that reason, I think it's worse. Yeah. Like oh, I'm just going to have a placeholder. Oh, like, I don't. I, don't, I really who, don't like how that. How can you burn a season at seven? Right. You know? like, right. Well, I didn't think you'd think it was burning. A anyway, uh, Evans here. Evan has returned from practice. Evan has returned from practice. Yeah. All right, Evan, what do we got? Not great news. Uh-oh. Jesus. Uh-oh. Not guy. great news. He's the opposite of Baghdad Bob. Bad so, news. out at Patriots practice today inside Gillette Stadium. little change up for you there. No Devontae Parker, Jalen Mills, Jack Jones, Johnny Smith, Yadni Kajust, and the biggest one, Marcus Jones. Not out at no. Patriots practice oh, on bro. Wednesday. Oh. Now goes our offense. No, wait, wait, he plays. This defense. is this is two thousand. <laughs> this is two thousand four against the Rams. Like, how do we do it? How do we win that game with Troy Brown Thomas playing cornerback? Edward, yeah, Brady. Patrick, <laughs> Adam, Adam Vinatieri throwing a touchdown. I know? will say this, okay. Scoring If I, I'm just trying to be a little positive here, don't. Okay. We all spoke to Marcus Jones after the game on Sunday. 
there was no inclination whatsoever that he was injured. So that's good. Maybe it's an illness. You know, it is yeah. that time of year, right? I I, I don't yeah. want to speculate or anything, but, yeah. but I I just don't think that this was some major injury that got that went unnoticed in post game and he went to the podium and did all you know yeah. did all these availability and then all of a sudden now he's had has some severe injury that he uh, that fetch. popped up out of nowhere right. veteran rust he's okay now and it was a regular practice like i mean i'm, not, I'm sorry oh, Fred, i don't mean whoa, to step you're, on you're, whoa, you're, you're, you're i don't mean to step on okay. i don't want, right. i don't mean to play the hits <laughs> as long as we get the info like, but like know. i mean you know Pads e practice. I know, like maybe yes. they might be out of pad, you know, whatever. But like, so it was a regular practice, and all those guys weren't there. So it's Correct. not like it was like some kind of walkthrough that maybe they did. Oh, okay, that's yeah. Pa- that's, actually, that's, that's padded practice. Not great out there today, which wow. is pretty standard for Wednesdays. Yeah, I would say in the stadium. This is our first real Wednesday in a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wednesday. That's actually right? Wednesday. Yeah, in the stadium, it sounded like there was some some unavailability with the the practice fields for whatever reason yeah. Belichick was asked about it by Mike Reese he didn't want to get into the the details didn't like, want to get into the yeah. deets but for some reason right. the uh, like the practice if, fields weren't available yeah if they're not available cuz you're like you know recovering from the frost or something why can't he just say that oh. Vegas's yeah. practice didn't fields get are probably into available uh, uh, anyway Taj Mahal. lots of guys lots of key guys not at practice Correct. Yeah. The good news was... Jesus, Yanni could just, man. He just cannot ever be healthy. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the good news is is that uh, although Johnny Smith wasn't there, Hunter Henry was there and was participating. Right. So they hopefully will at least yeah. have a tight end uh, that's not... Um, Matt Sokol, because <laughs> so, Scotty Washington went on IR yesterday, Scotty. Yeah. which is also bizarre because he was like on the, the field play? for the last play of the game and then goes yeah. on injured reserve. I I just someone said he got hurt on the last yeah. play of the game. I don't know. If I thought they, they had, just they like uh, him so much they just want to shut it. him down, make sure they keep him for next year. So Fred, you want to ask him about the mood? <laughs> yeah, how was the mood? <laughs> the the food for the team doesn't change. You like know, I, playoffs? I know, we're like kind of playoffs. I, I know though, everybody right? wants me to come in here. Out there? Not not no, you guys. No, just Fred. Just Fred wants uh, you but, to come But in I know I know make a lot out. of people that, that outside the building want to make up this narrative that the team has given up and that you know that they've let go of the rope and all that kind of I've heard stuff. Heard the opposite. The the, the team here has. Uh, it's practice, right? Like they're out of practice, they're doing their thing. It's it's normal. You would never know that this team was coming off of uh, two losses and one kind of humiliating loss and the loss last week. Like you wouldn't know that just by the vibe of the team. Okay, I've heard a lot of um, they showed their toughness and their grit. <laughs> I, I think you're getting half. a lot of that from people that are that covering the team. Yes, but what I'm more talking about is the the talking heads that want to strum up controversy. So I'm going to be a talking head that wants to strum up controversy. Okay. Uh, And I was waiting to get the practice update because I wanted to see if one individual was out there. And he was. Oh, boy. Hunter Henry. (gasps) Yep. Who immediately after the game, I think Ian Rappaport, or within 24 hours, Mm -hmm. tweeted out that he's got a knee injury and he's day-to-day. He got hurt, like, in the first third down of the game for a knee injury that's day-to-day, didn't return. Anything there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Like, John o. Smith got lit right, up. Right. Pinball. He's in concussion protocol. I don't think anybody's questioning his willingness to get back in the field. And these are always dangerous, and I say this all the time, and I'm being unfair. Uh, granted, I know I'm being unfair, so you can make fun of me for being unfair. I think missing a month with a groin, missing a month with a thigh, and – you know, not being able to get back in the game with something that you were back for the very next practice. 
those are questionable to me. Yeah. Those yep. are questionable to me. Yep. I don't know if I'm ready to go there on Hunter Henry yet. But I, I, I think radar up on what's going on with Damian Harris and, you know, is this is this really something that's lingering or is he shutting? I mean, and Mills, those guys, they just haven't been around. But I don't know. Yeah, Mills hasn't so. been out there. Damian Harris has been practicing mm. and not playing, which – if you're going to point to anybody, and I'm not pointing, I hate pointing fingers, but me too. W- That's with, why I with Damian so. Harris, he is in a contract year, yeah. and he is about to hit free yeah. agency. And yeah. for him, is playing at at sixty percent when he's not going to be himself. Is, is that worth it? Yeah. Hunter Henry is under contract, so I kind of look at that one a little bit differently. But right. we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, he can go. Yeah, and when I, when I bring it up, and again. Evan's right. Like, it's hard to question a guy when you have no information. You're just sort of wild. You, this is Felger and Maz at its worst. Right. Um, so I'll admit that I'm being unfair. But I do wonder if maybe some of the veteran guys, and I think Henry would qualify as a guy who's been around the league five, six, seven years now. Like, does he look at it and say, this team isn't going anywhere? My, I, I did hurt. I mean, I'm not saying he invented a knee injury. I mean, I hurt my knee. Do I want to go out there and play on a, on a bum knee? And then over the last – you know, who knows? Maybe I take another hit on the knee, and, yeah. and then I'm out, and then I have surgery, and there goes my off season for for what? To what end? Yep. We're not going anywhere. Yep. That's what I wonder about with with veteran kind of mentality. Grossly unfair. I just but it ha- I, it has happened know. in the past with players. Um, you see Kendrick Bourne out there? I did. What was his mood? Depressed. Was he bouncing around? <laughs> he's was always, he, yeah, typical. He's always bouncing around. Typical KB. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was carrying a trade me sign around with him <laughs> as he was going in and out of drills. Yeah, he he was bouncing around. He was he was looking like himself. Uh, I, I believe it was Lynn Bowden who was sporting a seventeen scout team jersey. So he's oh. Jalen Waddle this week. We didn't see an eleven for for Tyreek. So I don't know who that's going to be. But, yeah, we did see Lynn Bowden in, in the 17 practice jersey. Any limp for Mac? No limps? No limp. No limp. No limp. Okay. No, no. Did you see a 10? <laughs> yeah, because that's uh, oh. Tyreek. Oh. oh, 10. I, I said 11. Yeah, yeah I, I meant 10. Yeah. Yeah. I just, just Mac. Yeah. Mac yeah. was the only 10. All right. Um, we're going to take a break. When we come back, more calls and emails here on Patriots Unfiltered. Verizon, the network America relies on, and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence data Q2 2020. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. 
there's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes... Oh, no! Replacements were shipped with FedEx. And with picture-proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great. But it takes a big step to get there. In fact... It takes a leap of faith, a belief in what you're striving toward, and a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. Patriots fans, you'll want to check out the replay on this one. Pat the Patriot is stealing the show tonight with his Bank of America mobile banking app. That's right, folks. So here we see Pat cheering, and then whammo! Is that Bank of America life plan? Looks like he's saving up for some big future moves. Planning the next vacay, huh, big guy? And wait, now he's paying back his buddy for concessions using Zelle? No penalty there. Incredible! No way! As if that double move wasn't impressive enough, now he's beefing up his account defense with security meter? Holy cannoli, what a performance! Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Patriot fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com banking. You must be enrolled in online banking or download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Member FDIC. Verizon, the network America relies on and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. 
Then, we give it massive capacity and near-zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G ultra-wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla's speed test intelligence data Q2 2020. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes, Oh no! Replacements were shipped with FedEx. And with picture proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great. But it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith. A belief in what you're striving toward. And a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments. A world of investing. In 
history. It's not a great feeling, right? It's probably one of the worst feelings you can possibly have. So, we're, you know, what's that? What's such that narrative going to be? You such, know, such, no, and and I and I wish, Let it I wish, out. Let it out. I wish. It's good. It's good. Go ahead. I wish that I felt Go good. I wish that I had any kind of like emotional reaction to Tom Brady winning. He's amazing. He is playing. He's outstanding. The way his. I could tell from the second he took the field how calm he looked. I've seen him in, in, in we've seen him in playoff games where you're like, "What's going on? Why are we so yep. shaky here at the beginning?" You know, especially early. Yeah, yep. he did not look like that at all. He came right out. He was nails. You know, he definitely did not play great in the second half, which we're you know most people are seeming to ignore. Uh, but I wish I felt it. <laughs> I wish I felt great Sneaky about news. it. I, I wish I did. I don't. I don't feel anything. And in the moment, the only reason I found myself rooting for Green Bay is because I didn't want to hear all these people come and be like, see? See what? A, it's yeah. doing amazing. <laughs> see, everybody everybody like, does it. That's fine. Everybody fears the blah police. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, everybody does it. And that's right. all it is. And yeah. it's like, and, and, and if you guys are out there and people are like, man, I just, I feel like, I feel it in my heart when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won that NFC championship. Like, I was there with them. And I, I felt nothing. I didn't yeah. feel a single I ounce I was of Freddy. anything. Freddie was running around naked. I, 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 That's another great moment from All right, back here on Patriots Unfiltered. 855 Pats 500 is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Web know. radio at Patriots.com. Another legendary deuce rant. It's very, very fired yeah. up out there. I, every once in a while, he just has to let it out. <laughs> you know? Like, you know, I just. Yeah. I always like when there's those examples of I just didn't want to listen to the <laughs> <laughs> like I'm the only one who does yeah. that okay I, I'm, I'm glad I've come around on, on Tom though like I feel like I can appreciate it now I don't have to well, now, is that right? I, now that I, he's I, actually I a noticed. mere mortal <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now that he sucks I love him <laughs> now that he doesn't play well anymore <laughs> now I'm good see <laughs> so what are you going to do when he comes back next year I'll just kiss his ass and <laughs> <laughs> hope he forgets though. Uh, let's see Burton Burton Island uh, he says, I get a little tired of fans giving ultimatums and saying they've had it with <laughs> this team, especially people from elsewhere in the country like Willem and Phillem. Oh, Ooh, little shots caller. are on this. Yeah. Name and name. Uh, to Willem me, and Phillem is an excellent if you have no oh, ties yeah. to this area, you're just a bandwagon jumper anyway. No different than all the Steeler and Cowboy fans. We all grew up here within, in New England. On the flip side, it's nice to hear a real fan. Chester is back. Also, you guys should have asked Mr. Liff if he could write you a new rap. Yeah, that would be good. No, we like Matt's better. I was going to say, you got me for that. Yeah. yeah. So it's okay. Ch- Chester for, in Portland, it's, it's okay, okay. It's okay to not be from here if you're positive. But if you're not from you're here, not if you're, you're, you're fur, right. then you're Just get in line. If wagon. you're fur, right. it's okay. If you're again, right. a lot of not people good. are upset. We love all our callers. No we do. Well, yeah. It goes to your uh, don't be embarrassed as a fan. Right. Like you're embarrassed. That po- like, I cannot, you're upset. You're frustrated, but when you personally are embarrassed, why? Like, right. when like, are you most embarrassed? When you count Super Bowl titles or right. Super Bowl appearances? Right, right. I just I can't wear my Mac Jones jersey to the grocery store without getting yelled at. Yeah, so. well, you shouldn't be doing that <laughs> anyway, according to um, Megan. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't understand the embarrassment part. Yeah. It's it's I, a pro I, sports team that I, you root for. I agree. You, you know? want your team to win, right. do well. If they don't. You can be sad, frustrated, yeah, when especially like, in the moment. When you're like 17, it you know. ruins your week. You know, when you're going to I think, though, it's like, too, though, like for a large portion of people, who you root for on social media is like your entire identity. Right. <laughs> you know, like back in the day, like you just, I like this team and you didn't have social media. You didn't have to tell anybody. You might That's not even have a jersey. Time. Like I grew yeah. up, I love the Seahawks. I'm I don't know guilty. why growing up. I like Steve Largent growing up, but I, I never like felt you know, like a fan, like that. You know, I was embarrassed. I don't know. It just, just harder like, now. You got to take. It just doesn't ruin my life like it used to. Mm. Like, yeah. 
probably the last time I was like truly despondent over a loss was when Bledsoe when they lost the Super Bowl to Green Bay. Mm. Yeah, you know, and even then it wasn't. I mean, I was I was an adult. Like even then, it wasn't the same. Yeah, like the, even the Chicago one. Like yeah, I convinced myself that we could bury the Bears and all that stuff. But right. you know, as soon as the game started, you knew they weren't burying the Bears. Right, so. three zip. I mean, <laughs> no, I, I had three hours to prepare myself for the inevitable. <laughs> yeah, like I. You know, I was Evan's in, like, what are you talking I was about? In, <laughs> there was you know, a game then? <laughs> I was in a real bad place after 07. Oh, but I wasn't oh, embarrassed. I was just depressed. I was depressed. You know? That How was could a you be uh, embarrassed, though? That's that was a depressing, like, trip home. Yeah. To Freddie's point, like, oh, God. Everywhere you looked, you just saw, like, oh. no one smiled. Like, it was that It was, was awful. It was a tough It loss. was awful, you know? I, I mean, I've told the story before. We had a party with a bunch of people. The game ended. I just, like, ceremoniously popped my two Patriots balloons that I had hanging from my TV and just retreated to my quarters. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like you won the lottery and you lost the ticket. Uh, like you knew you won and then on the way there you lost the we, ticket. We don't have to talk about it. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. It's as bad as it can possibly get. It, it can. It, it, like there's no way a, worse, a loss could be worse. I mean, that's it. Um, Ron in Cambridge. Ever since Brady left, Deuce has said something to the effect of, I'm interested to see what the greatest head coach of all time does to build this team now that Brady's gone. And I can't help but think that the Patriot existence post-Brady has been the furthest thing from interesting. I miss the old days, and shame on anybody who ever wished them away. Look at you, Deuce. Oh, Poor Deuce. Deuce. It's been bad. It hasn't, been, it hasn't gone the way. I was interested. I've been interested to see how it was going. I mean, I, I think it's high drama. I mean, I don't think, you know, maybe you don't love it if you're a Patriots fan, but if you're a sports fan, I think you eat it up, and that's why the Patriots are, you know, relevant for what they are still. And I know, but look, I... I didn't think it was going to go this bad. I got to be honest. I'm with you though. It, it, I wanted to see what was next too, not because I wanted what was going on to end, but I just knew eventually it would end. Right, yeah. right, right. So that's we, the difference between you two. <laughs> we, we we needed to see the next, and, and I was excited to get a new quarterback in here and hopefully ha, ha, kind of start over. Right, and obviously it hasn't gone exactly as planned, uh, but that. I'm not necessarily not with you on that. Like I, 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 I'm, I'm with both of you on, on that part of it. The yeah. difference is he wanted to end the Brady era so that we could get to the quote-unquote interesting part because <laughs> winning 12 games every year was no longer interesting <laughs> See, to there him. There it is. That's my narrative now. That right there, Paul Leader, that's know. my story. You're never that's it right that there. No, down, no, no, no. I've just no, I, I, the way I, I like the way <laughs> Evan explained it better than the way you do. <laughs> Evan's like, no, I knew it was going to end at some point, and I was excited to see what they were going to do, how sure. they were going to unfold. Sure, sure. And I would agree with that. Yeah. Now I haven't been as excited about in, what I've seen, was, but yeah, I was thinking a little bit too about like like, and and, and this is probably going to send us off a cliff right now. But but what 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 should like compared to what other teams did with great quarterbacks at the end? Um, you know, is there is there another team? I was trying to think of another team that that did it great, like did it perfect. I mean, 49ers with going from Montana to Young, you know. But but what should they have done? Like you know, what I mean, like like was it? Well, the, I mean, the difference is not necessarily like it, it's how is the guy playing. Like the difference is, Brady continued to play at an exceptionally high level. Oh yeah, like Dan Marino didn't. Like you pulled the plug on Dan Marino, he was done. But Montana went on to have, Montana was still okay. Yeah. He had yeah. bad back. Yeah. yeah. He had yeah. one good season, right? Yeah, yeah. he's kind of he was kind of done. I agree with Evan. Like, so what do you think that the, what do you think the Packers? Even then, it was what do you a playoff think the, run. The, what do you think the Packers yeah. should be doing right now? Well, the they Packers, got Jordan Love. Yeah, the Packers yeah. have a he's guy. Not, uh, Jordan Love, I think, is on the third or fourth year of his rookie contract right. already. Right, right. Yeah. But they, you know, eventually, let's just say Rogers stayed. They'd be in the same situation the Patriots were with Garoppolo. Correct. 
exact same situation. Correct. Like they're they're right on the line right now of running that risk. Right. Of wasting that first round pick. Right. Because they're kind of entering that territory now. That's right. Where, you know, we'll so they have a plan, but will Rogers screw right. the plan up? <laughs> right. So then, you know, and then you had Peyton Manning. You tanked. You tanked. Well, it, but Peyton Manning got hurt. Right, but I'm saying that's why they went two and fourteen. Then they tanked. But right. that's like the ideal. He wasn't right? playing at a high level. I like if, if I mean, Peyton Manning doesn't get hurt, they're not tanking that season. Right, right. keeping Peyton Manning. But if the Patriots could have gotten the first overall pick in the in the 2020 draft, yeah, very lucky. What happened to the Colts was very very. You lucky. know, it's just it's just no it's, no pun intended. It's such a complicated. I think you know, they did it exactly how they should have done it. They obviously not the decision to let Brady walk, but once that had that ship had sailed. They took a bridge year because they weren't going to get the quarterback in that draft because of where they were picking, and then they picked the quarterback when they were in the top 15. Now they were yeah. at 15, and I think that there are nitpicks there of should they have traded up and been more aggressive and not just taken the guy that fell into your lap at mm-hmm. 15. Yeah, but in That's th- what I would argue is you can keep Brady, and okay, you, you got Garoppolo. Okay, the time frame didn't work. Get another guy you know, in the first or second round. That you like. There had to be somebody they liked. Yeah. That, Lamar. <laughs> it's tough because what ended, up, what ended up happening was that in 18 and 19, uh, there was a run of quarterbacks at the top of the draft. You know, that I, I don't know. The the middle ground there was not very great. Yeah, who was that guy that was available that they missed at quarterback in that window? Well, I mean, I don't have all the guys in front of me, the, but no, but like I, in twenty twenty, I, I mean, they could have taken Jalen Hurts. Right? There were teams that went from okay, Jalen Hurts. There were one. teams yeah. that went from like twenty seven into the top ten to get studs. You could have been one of those. Yeah, that's a difference, I think, to a degree. Like, if you want to make the case that they should have traded up to draft Justin Fields instead of just waiting on mm-hmm. Mac, I, I could hear that argument. Now, I, I think, granted, what it's become is. I don't even know what kind of system it's become now, but the system that they wanted to run and where they were going to run with McDaniels was certainly more tailored towards Mac Jones than yeah. it was to Justin Fields. So I think that that's an element of it too. But yeah, I, I meant more they, in terms they, of like when Brady was still here. Like I, I know what you're saying about Justin Fields, yeah. right? You know, just last year. But I, you, yours is probably the best one. You could have sat right where you were and taken Lamar Jackson, who I think. Josh really liked. Yeah. And Brady Brady would have lost and his Brady, mind. Yeah, he would have like exploded. But maybe it would have spurred him on to another title. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, Mark, I mean, <laughs> I don't love that was, the Lamar argument. That was 19? Yeah. Uh, 19. 19. So that draft would have been around the time. No. Yeah, that draft would have been around the time that you knew that Brady wasn't coming back. Yeah. I, I don't love so the Lamar argument. So who cares if he flipped out? Yeah. No, it's if you're the, saying it's you actually don't the 18 draft, I take it back. Oh, is it 18? They, t- they took yeah. Michelle and Wynn and, and didn't take Lamar. Uh, okay, then, so, yeah, yeah. then never yeah, mind. Yeah. I mean, I still would have done it, but it wouldn't have worked for my time frame. Uh, Mark right. Clearwater, of course, I'm one of the originals. PFW, Nelson, Smurless, and Mr. Original Fred, but seems like you don't read emails anymore, <laughs> and you have five exact same callers every show, and they're not informative or entertaining. <sighs> Please let's get back to being the Patriots Nation show and break free from the same old, same old. After all, it's not like we have a team to watch winning. P.S. Mac isn't our guy. You can't teach pocket presence, and he's way too much of a spoiled brat to grow. Shout out to Paul, my Everett brother, and all our street hockey days. Who is this? Mark Auger. Oh, okay. How you doing, Mark? Um, Not well. (laughs) (laughs) Not good. Hi, Mark. (laughs) PFW Nelson Smurless in the original Fred. 
Oh, that's like I think those guys did little columns in the newspaper. I think that's what he's referring oh, to. Oh, okay. Yeah, Steve okay. Nelson, Smurlis did it. I had Hannah do it. This is the initial. Oh, that's before me. This is in the 90s, yeah. What was the first issue of PFW? What was in that issue, and who was writing? Take this home. Take this show home, boy. Anything. (laughs) Like, we had a few write. We had two freelance writers on game day that would write the game stuff. Uh But anything during the week, I wrote, pretty much. That was So it was just you and and a couple freelance. I had a couple interns. Yeah. Yeah, and the first year just mag- just did the newspaper weekly. Yeah. so anything that didn't have a byline in the newspaper, I wrote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I used to do weekly picks with the spread and everything. The the, the pocket presence thing. Can we go to that? Oh, like, we go back to football <laughs> because I I just no. What what am I not seeing? Like pocket presence. Yeah, like I don't know what that means. First of all, because I think everybody defines that differently for some reason. Are we talking about pocket movement? Are we talking about sensing toys? pressure? Sensing pressure? Yes. Okay. I don't, I, 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 I don't see him as a quarterback that doesn't sense pressure. Like To me, quarterbacks that don't sense pressure turn into statues, get blindsided by the rush, and fumble. Right? Like that, that, Those yeah. are quarterbacks that don't sense pressure or don't feel pressure in the pocket. And I, I don't see him doing that. Like yeah. I, I think there's a lot of things that he does wrong. Don't get me wrong. It's not like they, he's free of blame here, but I, I keep hearing this pocket presence thing, and I just yeah. don't really know yeah. what people are seeing. I, I think me and Evan are in the same place right now where we're like, we're not even talking about personnel this offseason until we figure out the coaching situation. Like, don't even talk to me about your mock draft. Don't even talk to me oh, about yeah, free agency. No. Like, just get a system in place that people can be successful before we start. Oh, yeah. Bar- Barth is already talking to me about the draft, and he's doing his 10 to watch in the college <laughs> football playoff this week. And I'm like, dude, none of this matters. Like, none of it matters until they have an offensive coordinator. Yeah, right. If they draft Jordan Addison or they draft Josh Downs or they draft uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Like, it, it, none of it matters. Oh, you're already yeah. ahead of me. Um, Chris with a T-I-A-N. Hey, Christian. Hey, guys. What's happening? Hey, uh, Paul has left uh, to go watch sports. Oh, bummer. Very low-level well, sports. I yeah. Oh. I, um, I tell you, you guys have been scaring me the past couple of weeks, in particular Deuce. Uh-oh. Um, Uh-oh. When, you talk, when you're talking about them potentially running it back with Matty P. Oh, that was Paul's and, whole thing. He and, just and, laid out this show. Yeah, and I and, and you know and Bill basically like talking Robert into saying you know I did Matty P wrong. I'll get an offensive line coach in here. I'll take it. Take you know that off his plate. He'll focus on being a coordinator. He's got a year under his belt. You know he'll be better. Yeah, and and that scares the crap out of me. Yeah. And the question I have for you guys is, um, do you have any idea if it's just Bill and Robert that sit down? Is is it is it Bill, Robert, and Jonathan? I think Since Jonathan's Robert, involved. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Jonathan's involved, and I'll bet you know. So, I don't know if Matt Groh is involved, but you know it's a possibility. Probably Casario in the past might have been. Yeah, or Scott yeah. Pioli or somebody. Yeah, but but it's a pretty small meeting. right? Very small. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 So, yeah I don't think know, they're interested in hearing what you know. Uh, Matt Patricia. <laughs> Matt Patricia has to say, or Joe Judge. I think they right. want to hear. You come in they they, they, they just want to know what Bill thinks primarily. And, you know, maybe Matt Grow for the draft, but primarily Bill Belichick. Yeah, he's yeah. the man. Yeah, so, I mean, I, you know, and, and I, 
I was really on the wagon of I just want this season to end and, you know, I can't wait for next year. I And then I, you know, I kind of took a step back and I'm like, you know, if they do make the playoffs, great. They made the playoffs. Yeah, for me, it's great. An extra game. I'm, I'm, all, I'm, all I, I'm, yeah. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I just... So, like all these people, oh, they shouldn't make the playoffs because they don't deserve to be. Yeah. Screw that, you know. Right. Oh, they de- I don't. I know. They don't deserve it. It's <laughs> yeah. like if they have a record where they earn a playoff berth, right. then how do you they deserve not it. deserve it? Yeah. Like I don't understand I right. what that means. They didn't get in with style points, right? right. Yeah. I just think there's a big difference between right. beating right. Miami, right. even with Teddy Bridgewater, beating Buffalo in Buffalo, which you know is is a tall task, and instead of beating Miami and then losing to Buffalo and needing like seven permutations. Right. And then you get in like like that that one I'll be a little bit like Ugh, all right. Yeah. Okay. But hey, you need make the play. You know, it's, it's like the uh college basketball pitch game where, you know, the Patriots need like eight things to happen and it happens and they show the Patriots that the facility right. going crazy. <laughs> right. I don't think that's going to happen. Like the 12 game parlay <laughs> that yeah. they need to hit I, in the I, last. I do. It's December 28th. All right, guys, All right, Wednesday, thanks, December thanks, 28th. And I'm going to sit here and just from everything that I've pieced together, I guarantee you that the offensive coaching structure will be different next year. Yeah. I guarantee Love it. it. I I I, I don't know if it's going to be Bill O'Brien. I don't know if it's going to be a wholesale change where O'Brien comes in, brings his whole own staff, and everybody's out. I I don't know about mm-hmm. that. But there will be like th- there will be an adult in the room next year that knows what he's doing. There's no chance they just run it back. I None. appreciate no. you saying that. It makes me makes me feel nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I I think it's more a thing where it's not like. I think a lot of people will be like, fire Matt Patricia, fire Joe Judge, you know, fire everybody, and then bring fire I, the cannons, I, I, fire I, I, the cannons. It's going to be a juggle. Like I think it's going to be a juggle, and I don't yeah. really think anybody's going to get fired, but some people are going to get reassigned, and 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 I don't think that that's necessarily the worst thing. But I just I think I'm I'm, I'm all on board if, if you need new pieces. Matt Patricia goes back upstairs. That's yeah. a given. Yeah. He'll be senior football advisor. Now he knows like offense he a little better. Year. He'll he'll advise the offense and he'll he'll be up <laughs> back upstairs. I I think you know to the we had an email earlier that said what why not just bring guys in like why the stopgap year right and I, or the bridge year i think a big reason why you can't do that is because if they then go ahead and hire bill o'brien and he cleans house a year later it's that's not a position that the, these assistants want to be in right where you're coming in to be on matt patricia's staff essentially and then in a year you know you're you're, you're out of a job like that that's not really a, a great spot to be in so i don't really think it was a very desirable situation either to be an offensive line coach or a quarterbacks coach and, and be hired by the patriots right uh let's see eldridge is north carolina he needs to ask mike a question oh, cool. what's your question eldridge hey eldridge no, I said I was going to answer his question. Hmm. I was going to answer his question. Oh, you're going to answer yeah, a about, question? About the, yes, sir. Hmm. About you say about Joe Montana and, and uh, Steve Young. Yeah. I told you. I told you when Brady left. Team normally when when the great quarterback leaves, it takes anywhere from five, three, five to ten years, some longer. It ain't the coach; it's the quarterback. And I gave you an example: Joe Montana, Steve Young. They had the same team. Took Steve Young three years to win the Super Bowl when they beat the Chargers. Same team. Took him three years. Dallas, Aikman. They ain't been back since. Pittsburgh, uh, Bradshaw. Then uh, my boy took him. Big Ben took him twice. They ain't been back since. Miami. They ain't been back since. You know, Buffalo, Kelly. Ain't made it there yet either. 
So it's always the quarterback. It ain't just the coach. It's the quarterback. And I've been. That's why you know, like I said, it's hard. Yeah. This team here, we ain't got offensive coordinator. So. Yeah, I mean, all that's true. I just, I guess, I guess my question is, with twenty twenty hindsight and knowing everything that you just laid out is completely true. You know, just how you know what would what would you have done different? You know, how could you have approached this differently? Um, you know, so that it didn't. I mean, I, I agree with your point. Like, it's it's really hard to find quarterbacks. It's not like there's just an easy plan. You, you plug a guy in, but I just, I, in retrospect, it was such a monumental thing that you knew was going to happen. You know, could how could you might have, maybe have handled yep. it better? Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, Brady did welcome Lamar because he thought that thirty-second pick was been Lamar. Yeah. But we traded to the Ravens. The Ravens got Lamar because yeah. he said he's doing the, doing the, <laughs> welcome welcome Lamar because he thought he's going to pick Lamar. I just don't understand the timeline for Lamar. Because I, look, I love Lamar. Lamar's probably my favorite quarterback Thanks, in the league, honestly. So stack. They're both up there. <laughs> I love Lamar. Love him. Loved him coming out. Love him now. But Brady didn't leave until after 2019. So that means that Lamar's sitting on the bench for at least two seasons. Right. right. Well, so I, I just don't really understand the timeline of like it's 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 Jordan Love, right? You know, and at the time, and and look, I understand that we can have a conversation about Sony and and Isaiah Wynn and how good those picks actually were, yeah, yeah. but those, especially Sony, contributed directly to winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, and yeah. and and we heard that McDaniel's really like Lamar Jackson. Yeah. We don't know, but we heard that. But did Bill? Right. Did Bill? Was Bill willing to do what Harbaugh did right. and totally Which, revamp your offense? Right. That. That's that the biggest thing. Credit. Yeah. As that much as huge credit. as much of a terrific quarterback as he is, Greg Roman runs yep. an offense that only Lamar Jackson can yep. run. That's right. Yep. That's and, right. And you have to they hired Greg Roman cuz Roman worked with Kaepernick in San Francisco in his college days. He ran a read option offense. Like yep. that's his offense from the days he's in college and in the pros. So they hired Greg Roman knowing that he was going to be that type of coach. Of course, Jim had Greg Roman in San Francisco, so they had the Harbaugh yeah. connection, and, and that's how you get there. I just think it's it's still an interesting debate because he's going to be a free agent. I mean, in you know everything Evan said. I mean, they got a tough decision. Completely over redid there. their offense. So yeah. you know, if you're if you're not going to stick with Lamar, does that mean you know that you're going to rejigger? Like, I mean, is Greg Roman out? Is, are you yeah, all of a sudden going to have get to another Lamar to another you know kind of offense? It's just an interesting yeah. position that they're in. Which I mean, clearly it's going to come to a head to in the next couple in. months. I, I think I'd be absolutely blown away if he gets out of the building. Yeah. yeah. Uh, David in Wisconsin, last week, Paul mentioned his first year working with the Patriots was Pete Carroll's last year, and it reminded me to ask this question. Of course, I might be misremembering. I thought I read in a PFW issue that Pete called in Paul and Mike Reese in his office and told them to more or less do their jobs better covering the team. Uh, Did this happen? What? Uh, I'm not sure that happened. He called me into his office. Uh, It was after, it was the first year uh, Pete was the coach. And we were playing the Jets, and I think Glenn Foley from BC was yeah. their quarterback, yeah. Yeah. and we lost. And we rarely put like opposing player on our cover, but after that game, I put Glenn Foley, and I had Broadway Foe because you know, we just lost to the Jets, and you know, like that's when the border war was like at at yeah. at its height. And after that, like I got a call, and Pete's like, "You got to come down here. I got to talk to you." And he's he's like, you know how it is around here. How can you do this? You know, and I'm like, he's from BC. We lost, you know, like, but like, I can understand him being like, Fred, I need your help, man. Who you know, because like, if there was one game he couldn't lose yeah. while His he was the team. head coach, yeah. it was to the Jets. Yeah, to Parcells. And- yeah. 
It's interesting. You had, I mean, you had what five, six years Parcells at first, overseas, you know, and then with Carol, but kind of prepare you. Like in terms of content-wise, like you know, were you prepared when the Belichick shift came? That you know, you kind of already knew not to do something like that, perhaps that the Belichick. Yeah. But it just seems like there's kind of like some parameters were kind of established by the time oh, yeah. Bill got here that you knew. Well, like, you, let's knew, not... you knew you weren't getting any access, you know. <laughs> so, because like, what do you mean? Parcells would be like, "I'm in the." He said, "I'm in the business of getting information, not giving it." <laughs> you know. So, but he would do it in a wise New Jersey wise guy type of way, you know. So it was entertaining yeah. for the media, and they would eat out of his lap, you know. Oh, like the old guard media, like the reverence that they have for Bill Parcells, and he would just treat them like dirt, and yet they <laughs> they just came back looking for more. Oh, it was unbelievable. I've spoken to a few of those question. guys, and they That's talk about Parcells like he's oh. The fact that he's not in the Patriots Hall of Fame is the biggest disgrace to humankind <laughs> in their eyes that you've ever seen. A 500 coach he, that he would, left at he midnight. Would, he was a 500 <laughs> coach that every year told the owner he didn't know if he wanted to be here. Yeah. And then, and then like on the biggest week of the franchise's history, arguably, he's on the phone more with the Jets than talking to his own coaches. I mean, it's, it's like those are facts. You know, like it's hard. Yes, he was a great coach and he did a lot for the French, blah, blah, blah. But it all, it's a body of work and it's a team Hall of Fame. And he kicked it off to Desmond Howard. So, like, how, it, how, right. how can we really put him <laughs> in the And he didn't let Troy Brown play on special And teams. Reggie White yeah. w- went so, off so when th- they just left him on so the th- poor th- left half. Three year old Evan just poor. pounding the table. What are we doing? Right. Literally. <laughs> You just kicked it off to the Heisman <laughs> Trophy winner. What are you doing? Mom, I need more Cheerios. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Um, Mitch and Albany, uh, do you guys see a scenario next year where the Patriots make Marcus Jones a full-time receiver? I know I'm sh- not sure how great of a route runner he is, but I think I've seen enough to say he's a big-time playmaker with the ball in his hands. If they sign a couple of veteran corners in the offseason, I think they should switch him to offense full-time. Not happening. I always say that, like, if you play cornerback, you play cornerback. You don't go from corner to safety, but you can go from safety to corner. You don't go from defense to offense. You know, you can go from offense to defense, but if you were a good wide receiver, then you were a good wide receiver in college, too. There's a reason why in college he was never a a full-time wide receiver. He did it a little, but, you know. I, I would just say this, though. He's an electric player, and I would keep five to six plays every game in the package. And, it, and yeah. if he ultimately just ends up as a slot corner where he's not playing every down, I, then I think it all matches up. He's too good. He's too explosive. They need guys like that. I don't need to see him full time, but I think he can. I mean, we see, we're seeing it now over the last few games. Give him three, four plays. He can make an impact even with just that limited workload. I actually think that they've nailed it perfectly yeah. with his workload where – he is a a gadget player on offense, right? Like he's not a receiver. Okay, right. he's not going to go out there and run yeah. a route tree and yeah. uh, break off leverage and read out coverages and like all this stuff that receivers do. But he's able to in three to five plays a game come on the field like Devin Hester used to do yeah. and make an impact, and that's I, great. I mean, and even <laughs> if the impact is just disruption disruption of the defensive read you know like okay he's out here we got to right, pay attention right. to him uh, yeah. you know yeah. somebody you know that's fine right and yeah. it, i mean and if this offensive coaching staff can figure out a way to get him involved to make an impact i mean i'm sure that the continuing going down the road other offensive coaches will be able to, you know to do the same but he just i mean he's too good you need more players like that you need players that can pull away from from guys like he can, I mean, the interception return, diving, you know, jumping over guys, yeah. hurling players down the side. I mean, he's just a dynamic athlete. We need more guys like when that. When you see him play, 
like your to your point, it, we just haven't seen a dynamic jarring, athlete right? like that in so long here that it is jarring, and it's like. So that's what it looks yeah, like, right? right? When we talk right. about game-breaking speed, yeah, we're right. we're not talking about, you know, no offense, we're not talking about Nelson Aguilar, right? We're talking about that's game-breaking speed yeah, right yeah, there. Right. right. Uh, Travis in West Virginia, I would like to concur with the emailer who said there are a lot of repeat callers who really don't bring a whole lot to the table, Eldred Aww. and Sweet Kid excluded. <laughs> uh, also, Fred, it makes me uncomfortable when you refer to Ramondre Stevenson as Dre on the blog, it's tantamount to you showing up with an earring tomorrow. It's just out of place. It's better. I don't want to have to write out Ramondre every time, you know. So right. I, I just say Dre. It's faster. <laughs> or maybe we go with Mondre. 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 Well, yeah, yeah. I might as well just do the row if I'm going to do Mondre. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that row. Is a I don't know. Lot extra I just sometimes I like Mondre. to shorten it up, like. Like, I don't want to write Marcus Jones every time because there's oh, so many Joneses, God. so I'll I just know. write Marcus. Right. You so know? Oh, yeah. it, let's take yeah. a minute for we, our, we our gotta, struggle as writers in the Patriots. we got to be on like a first basis with the Joneses. <laughs> right. Like, what are we supposed to do? Right. I had a, somebody yeah. email into me a couple weeks ago teaching me, like, th- how to spell out Joneses, right? Like, not <laughs> oh, yeah, like apostrophe right. S. <laughs> right. Or, like, it, it's the E-S right. at the end of it, you right. know, for the plural of Joneses. You know what's the other one, Fred? I wonder. I don't know if you've ever had this talk to some Patriot writers that do this a lot accidentally Petritos getting like ac- you know when you're tiding yeah pa- like Petritos Petritos yeah, yeah. I was like I think we would get like you know for all the for the writers get like Petritos shirts yeah, yeah. like you know right. like, it's just something like oh Petritos they got me again yeah <laughs> absolutely uh Dexter in Santa Rosa California back during Ravens week Bill was talking about Lamar Jackson during his media interview and he said something out of the ordinary quote I can't wait to see that contract at the same at the time we all collectively mm. thought it was a slightly peculiar but nothing more. But now that our offense truly sucks beyond any doubt, <laughs> I think Bill can't wait to see that contract because that contract will have a Patriots logo <laughs> at the top of the paper. You're dreaming. <laughs> Instead of going for a true number one wide receiver, why not get a true number one quarterback and sign Lamar and poach him from the Ravens oh. this offseason? Would the fans, Kraft and Bill, be happy with Lamar signed for a max contract and bring in a real coordinator? One can dream. I also hope we make it to the playoffs. I'd rather have a chance, even if our odds are about .0002% chance of winning the Super Bowl this year. So you're saying there's a chance. I'm I'm terrified uh, of them being able to if it if they were to actually go out in Lamar we're going to actually play out this Lamar situation mm. I'm just terrified of them knowing what to do with the quarterback right. well, like well you that. just said the whole Greg Roman thing I mean that's what they'd have to do maybe right? Bill O'Brien does because of Deshaun Watson but they're not really the same player like no. Lamar you they run uh you know their go-to play is counter bash which is a, a read option counter play with Lamar and like it doesn't you have to know how to design these types of plays, right? They have guys coming in motion. They have three tight end packages. Yeah. They and, have Ricard, and you better have a guy like, like yeah. Mark Andrews too, yeah. right? You know, because it, it's yeah. just and you have to, you know, you'd have to remake the whole. You Patriots really have offense. to attack the middle of the field in the passing game because he's not a great thrower outside the numbers. So like you, that's why Mark Andrews is so valuable to him is because he wins yeah. in the middle of the field. So like you just have to completely build out that's an right. entirely different offense. And I just don't know if. So does Bill buy like himself that. a few more years if he brings in Lamar Jackson? <laughs> well, it takes a while. I mean, you know, and I, I want to go back to something real quick, Fred, is, uh, you know, we had the caller who said, you know, I'm willing to watch losing seasons with Bill. Like, like there's just a whole other element, and I'm sure there are plenty of fans out there that, that just want to give Bill his due and let him walk, but 
the owners of the franchise have to like keep interest up and keep the energy up. And, you know, as much as it might sound nice to some people to just give Bill his due and let him, you know, do whatever he wants over the last few years, like they got to sell tickets. Like they have to like, you know, and, and a move like that, okay, of course, it's not going to happen. But, you know, something like that, that's, well, you know, that's what yeah. gets everybody like, back on board. Maybe like, like if you want to dream, it can be more realistic and say like DeAndre Hopkins maybe, or yeah, like, sure. you know, so yeah. a, a number one receiver like that. Yeah. I think that's far more realistic. I mean, if you're the Ravens, like how do you just let that guy walk out the door? Right. I, I just no. don't. It, well, you've, I mean, like you said, you, you design your whole offense around him. Like right. I think that's probably why he's pushing his luck with it a little bit because it's like, what are you going to do? You're going to get rid of me and then get rid of your whole offense and get, you know, and completely start over on offense. It's right. I think the Ravens value continuity a lot. Uh, Nathan writes in catching up on all the content I missed this past week. So I apologize if this has already been brought up, but how much has this past season changed your overall opinion of coach Belichick? If at all, um, I, I think he I think he made a bad call. I mean, I you know, I I, th- I still think he's, you know, an outstanding coach and you know, I, I still want I, him. I, yeah, I still, you know, want yeah. him too. I, I I wish that, you know, you could continue to tap his experience and his knowledge and you know, I just I for me I, like we get into Patriots fans getting so worked up about everything and you know, just but when I hear other people in the NFL just talk in strictly football teams about Bill Belichick, just they get it, you know, like like you can't tell me that, oh, he's an idiot. He doesn't like he is like, I mean, at this point, he's a living legend as far as the NFL is concerned. So, you know, I don't want that to be over. I But this was a bad year. This was a bad year. And and I don't really blame Matt. Just I'm tired him. of having the greatest coach. Ever <laughs> <lived>. uh, <laughs> no, he's, I mean, but, you know, but he's he's yeah. look, he's, he can make mistakes. I mean, no, it's a hard. That's job. what I want. I want yeah. him to stay and I want him to admit I got to do right. something different. That's it. Yeah, yeah, I want him it. to admit it. Yeah, and and I this is exactly like <laughs> this is exactly what I was talking about to you guys off the air. Maybe it, it, it we need some accountability. Yeah, and I think that maybe we get it. Maybe if we're lucky, we'll get it after the season's officially over. Right, right, and and usually that next day press conference, he always goes back on. Well, yeah. we we just got off the field yesterday, right, guys. Right, right. You know what are we talking about? But at some point in time, I and it could be that he never actually comes out and says it, but they just hire Bill O'Brien. The and, actions and will speak it. louder than the words. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, Fred, I remember earlier this season when you said you were feeling bullish about the offense. How times have changed. This isn't criticism. I completely bought into your theory back then. Yeah. I was wrong. I was I, I, in the beginning of the season, you. I was more worried about the defense and the offense. Me I too. felt they had the tools on offense to be good. Not great, good. And I was worried about the defense because, you know, you lost J.C. Jackson. Who was going to emerge? You know, yeah. Uche, we didn't know what we were going to get out of him. We didn't, know, we didn't know if Judon, the, if the fade was real, if, you know, how he was going to, you know, so there yeah. were, to me, there were a lot more questions going in on defense, you know, on offense. I was excited about having Parker. I thought he was only going to make the offense better. Mac Jones in his second year. And I was wrong. Yeah. You know, flip it. It's the opposite. Now the defense is the only reason you're competitive. Yeah. And, you know? and also, you know, throw in the opponents that we were looking at. And, I mean, we're in the, the, at the tail end of this gauntlet that they've been going through where every week – it's another top receiver. I, I mean, I was with you, Fred, I, and I think you know we all agree. That I still think the offense is better than it's showing. talent That's what I, was I think say. they're underperforming. Yeah, absolutely. You yeah. know, the attention to detail on offense uh, is what bugs me the most. Yep. It's yeah. not only is it from a situational standpoint, like knowing the play when they check to a, a screen on a blitz, but also like the route running that I've been talking about a lot. The spacing, the actual technique of the route. Like I, I, I got into it yesterday on Twitter about the stupid play action pass, and I was. I I I I, I, 
been I've been trying to walk away more this season, <laughs> and I I got into it with it, with everybody on it, and they're like, he's late, he's late to the throw, and it's like that's because when Jacoby Myers comes off the line, he gives a little hop step. Then he gives like six head fakes and then he decides to actually break on the route. Like the amount of time it takes for these guys to actually get into the route and declare if they're breaking inside or out based off of the option that they have is it's the timing of the whole thing is such a major issue. And that to me is why I'm disappointed in in Belichick is because that type of quality control stuff, I thought he would have his his fingerprints on right yep. right so okay maybe uh you know a wide receiving core of uh Devontae parker and jacoby myers and born and Aguilar and the two tight maybe that's not an elite passing attack and maybe max not an elite quarterback but everything would be buttoned up right and, yeah. and, and it's so far from buttoned up that now they're un- they're underperforming yeah. right. with this group yes that's, and that's, that's i tie that yeah. to the last question too which is the, the, the thing that's distress distressing about this all is you know, just the things that you've come to believe about a Bill Belichick coach team, that they're you know not going to take a bunch of pre-stab stupid penalties, that they are going to be hammering down on the details, that you know those are the things that they're going to do to overcome the talent gap. But, you know, I think going into the season, you know, Fred and I were like, well, I mean, if, you, if you're able to tap down in the cornerback depth and you've got, you know, Jacoby Myers lined up against their number three or their number four, like, you know, you got Hunter Henry right. and he started, like, you know, you felt like you had some options that you could at least play with even without that big number one. You could but, create those matchups. And the other thing I was wrong on, and I, I honestly thought that having Judge and Patricia on offense wasn't a bad thing, that they would be okay, you know, because they had that overall experience seeing a team from the highest level and they take that experience to, you know, their new jobs. And, you know, I, I don't know how good a job Joe Judge is doing, honestly. Like, how do you even I mean, know? But, like, you know Mac isn't doing well, so then he's the quarterback coach. Ergo, he must not be, you know. So, yeah. like, it's hard to tell, but I was wrong there too, yeah. you know. Yeah, but Just go, going back to training camp with Joe Judge, because I, I think it's an interesting question of how involved is he and, and how much should we – blame him for what's going on but remember out, out at camp they because Matt Patricia was working with the offensive line so much it did seem like that Joe Judge was kind of the passing game coordinator for a period of time there and then we were just out at practice just now and uh, they allowed us to watch just a little bit of extra practice and uh, nice. Joe Judge was working with the quarterbacks and receivers and Matt Patricia was on the other side with the offensive linemen mm, right. so that I think from it's a more Joe Judge than now they were throwing <laughs> against air so it's not like they're actually getting into real offense at that point but it is interesting Interesting that the guy coaching up the little details of what's going on from a from a passing game standpoint was Joe Judge. It, it wasn't Matt Patricia, right? Yeah. Uh, Bob writes in: Has Bill ever replaced a coordinator before the coordinator left on their own? It seems that nobody has ever been fired or released, only leaving for a head coaching gig. If that's the case, then we're going to watch Patricia send in plays for a long time. No team's going to be knocking on his door for a head coaching job anytime soon. All we can do is put faith into Bill's decisions, and hopefully they work out like they mostly do. Um, yes. I, I'm not sure. Has he ever? Yeah, Dave uh, Googs. Dave Googly Elmo, well, right. but they, the uh, offensive have, line coach. Yep. They've only had two offensive coordinators. <laughs> or right. Three, sorry. Three offensive coordinators in 20 years, and, and defensive coordinators, three, two, I think. What, Cornell, yeah. Dean Pease. And, and Dean Pease was the other guy. I was Patricia, gonna, four. Did, sorry, four. Dean Pease just kind of disappeared. Yeah, honestly, but yeah. still, but so, still has gone on to coach numerous. Oh no, play. he's I mean, a good coach. I'm just saying, right? I don't think that 
the word firing never leaves this building, right? Like you're never going to hear a report of like so-and-so got fired by Bill Belichick because they're very careful about how they mm. word it. But Dean Peace just yeah. faded into dust, Was right? That after like, 12, after the 12, uh, tw- or 11 or 12. Or... Yeah. And, and he goes to um, Ravens, uh, the Ravens. Yeah. The yeah. Ravens. And then, that. and then beat subsequently him. beat us. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and Patricia takes over the defense at that point. Right. So they, they've definitely, it hasn't been a ton, but they've definitely had guys that have just, you know, Googs was probably the best example of somebody that was truly fired yeah, after yeah. that season. And it was also because Dante came back. Yeah. So, yeah, I remember seeing Googs. It was like probably the last game of the season. We're in Miami and I'm walking down the street and he's like in front of this restaurant with some people. I'm like, hey, Googs, I'll see you next year. He goes, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so he knew the writing was on the wall. <laughs> Whoops. He knew the writing was on That's the wall. Great. He was a good guy, though. Um, Tony <laughs> writes in. Um, so maybe it's time for coach to make new friends, bring in outsiders yeah. instead of grooming guys who are gophers, taking him to the airport, getting coffee, breaking down film, then unpaid assistance, then assistance to the assistant regional manager, <laughs> an office reference, then assistant coach, then blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, there is something to be said, like, you know, when you get into the psyche of who Bill Belichick is, you know, his, his you know, mm. what makes him and what he thinks – he looks for in other people. I think a lot of it, he, the way he rose up is the way he likes other people to rose up. You know, he famously talks about making $25 a week and sleeping on the floor in Baltimore, you know, when he worked yep. for the Colts. Yeah. And, you know, like he wants other people to kind of go through those steps as well. It seems, you know, yeah. he likes that where you start as low level and you kind of learn a lot. You don't just learn one thing about the team. You learn a lot of things, and then eventually you're given a position. I figured you know? where, where Billy O was before this, but I mean, he had, he had been kind of around a little bit. I mean, still kind of came in as like an offensive. He assistant. came in, and they wouldn't give him a. He didn't get the title right away. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, that was there. There have been cases where they. But brought it's not in always people. just like this, like 23 year old kid right out of school that right. wants to it, you know it, be it a isn't graduate. Always like that. Douglas. Yeah, yeah, like it's it's you still find some. You know, Googly Elmo's one of those examples, mm-hmm. and then they didn't I, like that. I just yeah. think that it, O'Brien to me, and this is why I, I I love it so much is for them is because he's not a pushover, right? It oh, doesn't no. matter. He's not a yes man yeah. just because he's got ties to Bill and he's got options to go anywhere that he wants, not anywhere, but a lot of places that he would want to go. So if Bill's telling him to do one thing and he doesn't want to do it, he doesn't have to be here. Yeah. Right. right. And, and the second thing I would just say is, you know, I just want Bill to take an approach that Nick Saban has taken in recent years where he knows he's defense, right? Like Nick Saban knows that his strength is on the defensive side of the ball. So on offense, he's getting name brand coordinators. He's not messing around, right? He goes from Lane Kiffin to Sarkeesian to to Bill O'Brien, and he's getting guys that are basically head coaches of your offense, right? Like, and, yeah. and that's what Josh was when he was here. So I don't think it necessarily needs to be branching out from the tree, so to speak. He just needs to get somebody that has that type of metal. Yeah, and he's a failed head coach, too. We love those. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, Pat, we'll end the show with uh, Patrick, Pat Nagawam's email. Um, it's, in re- it's in response to Mark's uh, caller on caller crime. Oh, he says, with all due respect to Mark, and the emailer making a big stink about the same five callers calling in. Stop being a pussy. Pull your respective heads out of your asses and call in. Oh, and make sure you're interesting. All right. All right. So there you go. I love our callers. They, yeah. They keep, they, I mean, we rely on them. 
I, pr- I greatly appreciate when everybody calls in. Sure. All right. Uh, that's going to be it for this edition of Patriots Unfiltered on a Wednesday. Uh, we'll see you, everyone, tomorrow. Tomorrow yeah. we've got a treat, right? Yeah, Catch-22 Catch-22 is live tomorrow because we're on video, remember, yeah. Thursday, and they're going to stay on video uh, from 2 to two to 3. Sexy time. So yeah. for all you YouTubers that used to be with the old Catch-22, you can go back to your roots <laughs> and watch them on YouTube tomorrow. All right, we'll see you then. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.